0: And uh, it's not a really version of Cocktails and Comments. It's just a special edition of We Didn't Have a Book to Cover, so we thought we'd get together. It's a Sunday morning with a few of us, and we would discuss the new Spider Man movie, possibly Hawkeye, maybe Ghostbusters, just some of the general geeky things that have been out there. And it's just going to be a quick kind of little
1: so you So, like know, Coffee chic. Comics and Beyond.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, we are this morning joined by John Hyatt.
1: Hello.
0: We have Brian Hughes. How do you And know? is Mini Me, Chris Hughes. Hello.
1: He, he is not a Mini Me. He's bigger than me now.
0: He's a Maxi Me.
1: <laughs> he, he, yeah, Maxi's in Dweeby, you know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what we're here to talk about, amongst other things, is Spider Man No Way Home. Now, we will. Travel into spoiler area, but we're going to start off uh, a little spoiler free. But before we do that, uh, I think, you know, we should talk about some other things that uh, have been going on or that we've seen recently. And the first thing I want to start off with, if you guys what don't mind, Brian, is. First of all, what, Brian? what?
2: First of all, happy new year to everyone. 2022. Happy new year. First episode of the new year. Right. Happy day let's get that out of the way and have some, yeah, some cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, now go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. i, I
1: tell you what, i tell you what. 2021 was pretty tough. Was like, like 2020. I say 2022 is the year that we make our bitch. All right. <laughs> we make the year go the way we want it to go. Okay.
2: Well, there you go. I, I like that. Good luck with that.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the last couple weeks, well, last night, we sat down and watched the new update on Resident Evil. And I want to uh, use a comparison here, and I think Chris will agree with me, is that uh, a couple months ago we saw the update on Mortal Kombat. If you guys familiar with both of those?
0: Uh, I watched that one, the one that was on Netflix. The yeah. The new, yeah, I saw that
1: one. Now, The interesting thing about both these movies is that the original versions were both directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. And he's the same guy that's made Alien vs. Predator. And he's made virtually all the Resident Evil movies except for the ones that Russell Mulcahy made uh, up until now. And in both cases, Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil, the updates, suck.
3: Would you agree? Yeah, most parts of both movies suck. Horrible. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Only I, some sweet spots were nice, like in Mortal Kombat when you got Scorpion to finally come back and fight Sub Zero. That fight was awesome. Yeah, but the, the whole but movie was like a shrunk down, you it's know. Just it's too short.
1: Small and too world. Much stuff
3: to put in a small movie. Yeah,
1: the, the original Mortal Kombat showed a a, a very large universe and it, it wild and colorful and different characters, and this one just drab.
0: Took, just, took, if I remember right, it took place mostly on Earth, didn't
1: it? Yeah. They they did very little traveling to other places, and most of the fights seemed to be in those caves um, where they were where they were at, you know. And not all the characters were really compelling in any way. I mean, when you saw Sub Zero, Scorpion, Reptile, and and others, they were they were dynamic, and you know you just didn't know what was going to happen next.
3: I think that the end fight in the beginning scene with Scorpion was the best parts of the movie.
1: Yeah. Maybe, but, I mean, the thing is, the whole movie itself should have been as as wild a spectacle as the original. And- well, what they
0: do is, and I, 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 this is my complaint with a lot of these kind of, where they're taking from sources of other, whether it's usually video games or uh, uh, maybe a TV show, they will, they won't use the established characters that everybody uh, knows and loves. They will make up their own. I mean, Master's Universe is probably the, the biggest offender of this yeah they created all these new characters instead of using these characters that everybody knew from the cartoon
1: right right why uh, didn't they use know. orko yeah.
0: yeah well they could have left him out but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now resident evil is a different you know beast altogether uh-huh. and it, talking about you know adding people in that didn't exist you had in the in the movie series the character of alice which alice wasn't in any of the video games was she
3: uh i believe she was not in either the original and the new one
1: yeah and uh, you know of course the gal that played alice mia jovovich is the wife of the director paul W S Anderson. um so not a big surprise there in that and you know the the resident evil movie always had this future tech you know high tech kind of feel to it um that the new movie while it kind of recreates the the feel and look of the very first game
3: it's not as good no it's it's
1: definitely not as good and they they screwed up the 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 best character
3: right leon
1: leon who like is this ultimate badass uh in the original and here they made him a bumbling fumbling idiot who gets by on luck really it was it was it was just i i would say it's not even worth watching i fell asleep for about 20 minutes in the movie
0: well it's the new this is the alice character in the new the reboot
1: there is no alice they they just work with jill, jill they, valentine and um so
3: they basically they went more towards the game but still tried to branch off and it did not work they uh they tried putting both resident evil uh the first game and then resident evil 2 together and it just yeah. wasn't it wasn't working
1: yeah and and i mean this is good cool. resident evil welcome to raccoon city and the other thing is, is that after watching so many zombie movies, I think the entire world knows always headshot, and especially after the first time you fight them, always a headshot. It's based in 1998. I, I understand, but still, always headshot. We already had Night of the Living Dead. Everybody knows that. But no, I mean, it's it it, it just it was one of those things that it just grated on me you know, how. The, the you 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 still had to have stupid people, super stupid people.
3: And why would they make the best character the most stupid character? Yeah. Well, didn't they do some ginger swapping with some of the characters or something? Um
1: no, I mean you still had Claire and Chris Redfield,
3: and they were they're the same. Joe Valentine was the yeah. same. Uh, Leon Kennedy. Uh,
1: and then they had um no, and then of course the character Wesker was still a
3: guy. Most of the important yeah. cast members were still the same.
1: Yeah. I don't know about now, Neil McDonnell was in it as as one of the villains, as Birkin. Was he was Birkin in the game? I don't recall I don't, that. I don't, I don't recall, recall, recall that character. But he was basically the one pulling the pulling the strings. You know, basically a modern day Damien Dark without the immortality or, or magic. Hmm.
0: I never played any of the games, so I don't I don't have a reference for I mean I'm I'm assuming they're Basically, a, just a zombie shooter might be around, just killing zombies.
3: But uh, it's it's a worthwhile game because it comes with a good story. It's and you,
1: creepy. It's
3: it's definitely creepier than most games you'll probably. I play. mean, if,
1: if you play like Parasite Eve or Silent Hill, any of that stuff, you're, you, there's a creep factor in the original. Uh, Resident Evil, and of course, I, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at it from, that was what, PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2? I believe it was PS1. And and watching, you know, uh, playing it a little bit myself, but watching uh, Michael D, uh, Christopher's older brother, uh, play that one uh, just over and over and over. So Because I would just sit there and, and hang, hang around while he's playing it, because it was so creepy and had such a, a, a good visceral reaction to, I had such a visceral reaction to the graphics and the way that the game played even though it was as you know as it was back then of course back then it looked like mod you know it looked like um uh, high-end you know, graphics today it's yeah. just clunky
0: well I, I played when they brought doom to uh the xbox yeah. the xbox or xbox 360 yeah now that's a creepy game because yeah you're a lot of times you're in the dark there's like noises i mean it really is a kind of a game that is a little tough, like it scares you, but it, it unlike other games, it is a little unnerving when you're walking around playing that game because you don't know when something's going to jump out at you. I, uh,
3: I played some of Doom 2016, it was really good though. Now, but which version
1: of Doom are you talking about the original 1994 version? Not of Doom? the
3: PC version of Doom,
0: I played that, but when it came out, when it came to Xbox, I think it was the original Xbox or the Xbox 360. I think it was the original Xbox that, um,
1: it's so it the same it was, game. That was okay, it was updated though, updated graphics. Right. Yeah, because uh, the ninety four version right now is so you know, I mean I mean it's like playing Minecraft, um with w- even more boxy features. <laughs> yeah, well, I played that,
3: it's
0: like Wolfenstein. I played the original Wolfenstein. Oh yeah, so uh, on I, the PC. Uh, I actually we
1: we actually got Wolfenstein for the Game Boy Advance that um I I pull out and play every now and then. But well, I've been it's cool playing... he... what?
0: As I say, if you play the Xbox Wolfenstein, if you, when you beat the game, it unlocks the PC version, a very 16-bit yeah. or 8-bit version. Yeah. You can play that on your Xbox.
1: I've, see, I've got that also on, well, virtually all my PC platforms, but I've got that. That's the one I've got for the Game Boy Advance. It's the the original Wolfenstein. Well, that – okay. The original Castle Wolfenstein was actually a side-scrolling PC game on the Apple IIe, mm-hmm. which um, – is so so rudimentary and so slow, but um, the the ninety three ninety four Wolfenstein by ID Software was the update that um, gave us the same engine that they used for Doom, and it, it just came out a little bit before Doom. But it's what used that same sales technique that they had, where they put the three levels out, and then you'd have to pay for the rest of it. Yeah, which was I've genius.
0: got. There's a I think there's a capitol. There's a Wolfenstein for Xbox 360 or Xbox One? Well, there I are have it,
1: but I tons it. of Wolfenstein games. There's the Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Now, again, I know all these for the PC, not for the Xbox. But there's a Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which is a great first-person shooter game, which mixes Nazis and the occult, which we all love. Um, but then there's also um, the uh, Wolfenstein games that come later where it basically is an alternate universe where the nazis have won world war ii and we keep jumping ahead by years and the latest game the new colossus and then the new blood um are out and they're just amazing games
0: i think i've got the one you're talking about where the nazis have won and it takes place like in the 60s
1: yeah yeah
3: maybe i've got that one i haven't played it yet
1: oh it's an amazing game i really love that one i've gone through it several times the
3: more i think about it now and this is a little bit off topic the more i think about it uh call of duty uh, vanguard is like subtly copying all of uh wolfenstein's theme yeah because they recently just put out that game in zombies is basically an occult nazi fighting shooter and yep. it's a lot of fun, but it just sounds exactly like what you guys are talking about. Yeah,
1: Chris got Call of Duty Vanguard for Christmas, so he's been playing the heck out of that. Though we've been actually playing a lot of Fortnite lately as a family, the three of us, and we've been winning um, all the uh, a lot of the trio matches, which has been a lot of fun. We've had a blast doing that. Yes, it's funny. Are you guys still there?
0: If you guys ever play, this is probably pre-Chris, but... It was on the original Xbox, and it was Baldur's Gate. No, nah. I think it, became, Gate. it was one of those that jumped from PC to, to console.
1: I I'd, I'd it seen Baldur's it now. Gate, is Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate Two. Is this like the same Baldur from the Thor mythos?
0: No, no, it's uh, it's basically it's Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. It's kind of a, it's not a side scroller, but it's uh. Uh, you're kind of looking down. I don't know what these the terms are. You're kind of looking down, and it's kind of at a isometric view. You're third kind of person.
1: at an angle as you walk through. It's third person.
0: Right, and it's you know, and you're playing. You're a little character, so you don't. Have, you're always just a little character running through stuff, and you you, know, you fight things. But you can when you go to villages, you can buy equipment, and you can go and have your weapons and your armor enchanted if you get these certain stones, and you can add. You know, certain powers, if you mix them differently, you get different powers. So uh, I love that game. And it, I, it never jumped to when they started going to the 360 and the one that I know of, they never uh, replaced it. So it's never, you know, get, you know. I guess stuff like, um, oh, what's the sword service for uh Elder, Elder Scrolls.
1: Oh, Skyrim. That's kind
0: of replaced it.
1: Yeah, I never never played any of that.
3: So I've had oh, uh, that an interest in getting it because I, I I know that people really enjoy those games, but lately I've really just gotten into The Witcher.
1: Yeah, because we've been we've been watching that of course. Watch,
0: yeah, my wife is watching season two. Um,
3: it's so good and so I'm, I'm playing. Sorry, oh, go ahead, Chris. No, we're we're good. What if were you, we you saying? You I was to say,
0: have you played into Fallout games.
3: Uh, no, I haven't. I've actually uh, my friends do, but I just never really got around to doing it
0: it's it's by the same people that do elder scrolls so it's a big open world uh concept and an elder scrolls you can you have of course you run into people and you'll they'll you know they'll give out that'll spawn a quest or you have the big main quest you do and you level up and in that one you can at certain levels you can kind of build a house and you can enchant you can build um like potion tables and enchanting tables. You can create your own potions. You can create your own uh, magic armor and swords. So that's kind of cool. In Fallout, the one I'm playing is Fallout 4. There's a world building where that that's post-apocalyptic, so it's full of radiation and mutants and things like that. And you run around and you collect bits of stuff to repair your equipment or to build. And the building is really robust because you can build... And you can buy all these different modules to add on to it. So you can build concrete structures, metal, scrap structures. You can build lighting. You can do put it, fill it with artwork and furniture. And and I sometimes go on there and I'll spend just hours just building stuff. I'm not playing the game. I'm just building <laughs> my house or my compound or whatever. Then I'll tear it down and I'll rebuild it because I don't like it. <laughs>
3: uh, I mean I- – the thing that really actually got me into comics, because my dad, like he said, he never expected me to, you know, be here and actually like the a lot of the things that he does, get into comics, reading that stuff. Uh, the one thing that got me into it was the Arkham video games from uh, Rocksteady. Those are my favorite games. You guys have
1: played those, like the the Batman Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knights.
3: Yeah, I've never played,
0: I'm aware of those, I've never, um, I, I, you know, I've heard good things.
3: Yeah, that... I played them so much that I eventually just started getting into uh, comics, and it's what made me start enjoying and reading and wanting to create ideas and stories for these characters. Yeah. Now,
1: he, he's, of course, been good. playing Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, on his brand new PS5. Or I should say, our brand new PS5. Yes. <laughs> but he's he's already four, played through that, that several times.
3: Is that 4K the PS5? Uh, it's yeah. we've got it for like 8K currently. No,
1: no, no. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 capable of 8K. So they it's,
0: had. I was just at. Um, we just had CES, which is the biggest show we do. Uh, it, it closed on Friday, and it's a consumer electronics show. And Phil was up there; she was doing the Sony booth. So they had a they had a small. I didn't get. I didn't go in. They had a small section on. Uh, probably the PlayStation, but some of the TVs there. So it's all the latest technology. And some of the TVs there, I almost took a picture. It was uh, uh, I, it was maybe an inch thick, maybe. And it was a 8K high-res TV. And they've got something new now called, um, uh, what's it called? Mini, eight, uh, mini Pixel or something. I don't know if it's just, but yeah, just the pixels are smaller, so you get a high-resolution. I didn't really look at it because I was kind of walking through. Uh, on my way to work, but it was amazing. It, it looks like, you know, it looks like an old-style sci-fi, you know, they would just have a flat, like, a board, but it's a screen. It's exactly what it is. It's just this ultra-thin sheet of, I guess, glass or plastic, and it's a KTV. I
1: wonder how expensive that, that is, though. I mean, that's got to be, like, $25. Oh, I'm sure, it's, <laughs>
0: I'm sure it's, yeah, it's, you know, but... Well, I've got these new TVs now that I've seen that it's a it's a flexible... Screen, yeah, you know that'll, that'll like rise up, and instead of it unscrolls, kind of like a window shade.
3: I've
1: been seeing ads for smartphones that go around the wrist, you know, and it's you know it's it's that clear material. It makes me think of what uh, Tony Stark used in Iron Man two to take over the um, the monitors, oh, yeah, because it, it was see through, but um, it was also flexible too. Not that you could bend it in half like the the new smartphones, but that you can curve it and go, have it go around your wrist as like a bracelet that also works as a well, smartphone.
2: Have you
0: ever seen uh, 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 Red Planet with Val Kilmer?
1: God's been forever.
0: They have little. They kind of pull them out like a scroll, and it's and it. They pull it out and it's their computer screen. You know, they, It's like it looks like it's a rod, a cylinder, and you pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Like you would an old type scroll, and then it that's your computer screen. You know, and it and it does all your. You know, does it has all your. Uh, Information on it, so it sounds something like that. Or the remember in the remake of uh, Total Recall, the phones are built into your hand, yeah. you just had to put your hand on a piece of glass, yeah, that, and your yeah, phone would come up.
1: That was really bad, yeah, I, I agree, that was but, really, really bad. But Kate Beckinsdale, you know, <laughs> oh man, John slipped away, didn't he?
0: John had to slip away,
1: yeah, but uh, now. The, the focus, of course, that we, we were talking about earlier was Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. Which, now, we saw that in the theater um, the week that we saw it the Friday that it came out. And Chris went and saw it again with his friend on that Monday, on the yeah. following Monday. So it's it's been a few weeks since we've actually seen it. But I mean, still in all, I mean, I'd love to see it again. But, you know, just going out in the public like that.
3: With uh, this whole pandemic. With
1: everything going on, you know, I finally got my, my booster. Beth and I got our boosters. Chris hasn't because he only got a shot a few months ago. But, uh, you know, and we all we had a scare here, too, because my father-in-law actually uh, tested positive for COVID. And he lives here in the house, so we had him sequestered off into his room. And, you know, we are basically feeding him in hazmat outfits. <laughs> but um, we, we all got through it without us getting COVID. Now, everybody got sick, but it was something different. <laughs> yeah time. my
0: wife's sick now but it's not covid she just has like a sinus infection yeah but these days if you if you go out and you cough first they don't think they forget that people still get colds and other other you know other respiratory problems that not everything is covid yeah but so
1: but still I, I was at that. um a uh place getting a burger and it was uh they, they call it hollywood burger but it's actually a korean burger joint um, not too far from here right by our gamestop and I'm, I'm in there and I'm just picking up my food and there's a guy sitting in the booth right by the door no mask and he is coughing like he's having a smoking hacking fit <laughs> you know and I'm just like I could not get out fast enough because it's just like, oh why are you out in public? Why aren't you wearing a mask? Yeah. Well, you know I, I mean there's gonna be people who have their opinions but I'm just like that was it was disgusting.
0: I was lucky when I went and saw it. I saw it late, and I I saw it last Tuesday because it was fixing to leave the IMAX theater here, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna go see an IMAX." So I saw it Tuesday night, and luckily it was by then. I think there was maybe five or six other people in the, uh, the theater yet, or theater then. So I, well, there was people, you know. I was I was yards away from anybody else. So. Yeah, well, yeah,
1: and John, yes, we are on Spider-Man now.
0: Spider-Man. We're talking about Spider-Man. Phil Great things.
1: Bill Spiderman. I
2: haven't seen it yet. I am uh, hearing so many good things about it. I can't wait to see it. But, uh, yeah, so. okay. You well, saw it in the theater, Tim?
1: Uh, I did. I saw it,
2: yeah. I saw it on IMAX.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll give our, our first non-spoiler thoughts here. Um, I, I mean, and the obvious the part of it is, you know, the, the main plot, which you should know, at least if you've seen any of the commercials, is uh, at the end of Far From Home, Peter's identity was revealed to the world, and he has now become the most popular individual on the planet. Um, A lot of problems ensue, not just for him, but for his friends, Ned and MJ and, of course, Aunt May. Um, They basically, you know, have so much trouble. Peter just says it would be so much easier if the world just didn't know who I am. So, being it's the Marvel Universe, he goes to speak to uh, one of his quote-unquote friends, Dr. Strange, and asks him if he could use his magic to make everybody forget who he is. And if you've seen the trailers, you know that as the spell is going on, Peter starts having second thoughts about everybody forgetting who he is, and it causes Mm -hmm. the spell to go into disarray. And next thing you know, all sorts of crazy things ensue, and Peter must... You know, fight to bring order back to the world as it is. How's that sound?
0: That's yeah. I think that's that's basically yeah. It's it's things happen, and it's not a spoiler that people know the, there were rumors that the uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up as their respective Spider Mans from their movies. Uh, that's the big draw, I think, of this film. And mm.
1: um, you know, there there were leaks about that. And they kept getting debunked. And then, you know, like even Andrew Garfield denied, denied, denied that he was in the movie. Yeah,
3: but if you watch many, the interviews, again, guy does not look like
1: he's... But I tried to stay away from as much press as I could going into it. And the last thing I had read and heard said that they were not in it definitively. So I was truly surprised. Now, obviously... I wasn't as surprised as some other people in the theater who were like, what the hell? Christopher <laughs> well, yeah. knew yeah. going in. He just he was certain going in that they were going to be in it.
3: Uh, I pretty much, due to how much I watch of uh, TikTok and other social media people and seeing how much they thought about the movie, what they think is going to go on, I pretty much came up with my own idea of what's going to happen inside and with the movie. And I was pretty much right about everything that I thought going into the movie. Well, yeah,
0: most of the rumors were... were and I was I was really surprised by one character that I heard was rumored to be in it, but I thought, oh, they're not going to do that. And then, sure enough, that person shows up, so...
1: Well, and uh, see, I mean, it's so hard to talk about this without going into true spoiler mode, but, I mean, ultimately... Tim, what was your real first impression? How'd you feel when you walked out of the theater?
0: I liked it. I and I've liked all of the... Uh, the Tom Holland films, and, and I will say this because I am not a fan of all uh, the uh, Garfield Andrew Garfield films because I don't even own them. As a Spider-Man fan, I don't even own those films because I thought I didn't like his take on it. I didn't like, I thought the writing was pretty weak, and especially coming from Tobey Maguire, who I really kind of fell in love with as Spider-Man. So I have liked Tom Holland because they, they brought back some of the aspects that I thought were missing in Tobey's film, and he was better at it than i thought uh,
1: garfield well you know i i'd uh, say this i'd say that toby was a better peter parker than garfield but garfield was a better spider-man if that makes any sense because you know toby mcguire didn't wasn't like you know spider-man in the in the books that was quippy and funny and all that uh he would make a couple comments here and there, gobby or whatever but he just wasn't funny like garfield yeah that was that was
0: a big mistake
1: yeah and, I, I mean, it, it, as far as Tom Holland goes, I really, really like his portrayal. But his portrayal is not of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, he, uh, Peter Parker or Spider-Man, because he's number one. I never – I don't recall ever Peter Parker or Spider-Man referencing old movies as ways of resolving situations. <laughs> but I like it. I really like it.
2: Well, it's, yeah, it's just a new way to do it, yeah. So wow. it was, I, 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 they, I like Tom Holland as oh, I really Peter did. Parker and Spider-Man. I think he's the best of all of them, and for me, anyway. And you know, and I enjoyed each Toby and and um, the other guy. His name just escaped me. I okay, mean, I like their versions of it, but Tom Holland, I think, to me, really does capture um, Peter and Spider-Man. The only thing that I think is that might be missing is the the layer of um, tragedy that always followed Spider-Man from the original way back when in the 60s and 70s when we were when we were or when I was a kid growing up reading it but I don't think it's necessarily that needed uh but I I really like this and I I love how Tom Holland um still you know he's in his 20s but he still seems like a kid when he's just like uh, oh his his starry eyes over Tony Stark and yeah. how excited he got and then or meeting Doctor Strange the first time they met. Him. That was so funny. No, it was just great. I loved it. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to this film, though. So um, Yeah, for those who don't uh, realize, do it,
1: John it. hasn't seen it yet, and John's in for a yeah.
3: few
2: surprises. <laughs>
3: so, my, my, take, but, but,
2: and it's fine.
3: my take on this movie is that, really, I think that it just reinvented Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man well, yeah, but for that, but the that's... MCU's benefit.
1: I mean, really, when you think about it, but I I mean, you know, the thing is the movie was incredibly satisfying to watch. It does. I mean, it does hit on so many different points and it it gives you great feels, but it also breaks your heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, but when you walk out of it and you realize how the canvas has been set moving forward, you just realize that they did a genius thing here in reversing the whole Spider-Man history because you know in the the comic books Peter started out young boy always poor always having trouble with girls you know all that goes on he becomes Spider-Man and the core of Spider-Man's being has always been sacrifice on his part for the greater good that being Spider-Man is going to sacrifice something in his personal life you know, whether it's the girl he loves, the the money he needs, or even, you know, family.
0: Well, Aunt May tells him that in, the, I think, the second uh, McGuire film. He says, Sometimes we have to do what is right, even if it's the hardest thing to do or the thing we don't want to do. Right. Uh, and I think that's,
3: that's kind of Spider Man in a nutshell that you're right. But that's why
1: Spider Man 2 is just like still one of the best superhero movies made.
3: Yeah. I-, I can agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I finally got to re-watching the movie after many years of not watching it and pretty much forgetting everything about the film. I finally got around to watching it, and I was like, yeah, this is really good. This is really, really, really good.
0: Well, I think you're right, Brian, that Mac- I think, in my opinion, I agree with you that McGuire is the best Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard him him describe as a, a pretty spot-on Ditko Peter Parker, the Ditko era. Yeah. Uh, because... Mac- but when they hit Garfield, to me, that felt like they were trying to do Ultimate Spider-Man
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and update it. And I just didn't like his his take. I mean, I don't know if it's the actor well, or there was, if it's there just...
1: there were too many, you know, trying to make him, you know, so contemporary, almost emo. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. He, was a, he was a skater kid. He, yeah, wearing you know, the hoodie wasn't. all the
1: time. And yeah, it was, it, I, I, again, Christopher's nodding no... Um, but I mean, it's just, again, maybe it's looking at it through older eyes. That's what I'm seeing. You know, it's the
3: crotchety Mm -hmm. old get off my lawn, man. That's not (laughs) an emo kid. I've seen an emo
1: kid. Yeah, but as, as adults go, that's what they look at and go, oh, it's an emo kid.
3: You know? The thing is, is the way they wrote him was not great, but, uh, are we able to go into spoiler territory here now? Are we ready to move to spoiler territory?
2: I think we go to, yeah, I think we're ready. So, warning. Just in case, do you want to um, do non spoiler hellos to Hawkeye and Ghostbusters? And then the whole rest of the episode could be a spoiler? Yeah. Do what it do. Just in case we get to them. and
1: Well, yeah, if we like, don't, we don't. I guess we should talk a little bit about Ghostbusters. And I mean, the thing is, you can't talk about Hawkeye without talking spoilers. Well,
2: what well, 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 we can talk about if we liked it or not. Well, no, I mean, I mean
1: God, <laughs> we did. We really enjoyed it. It, it really uh... <laughs> the entire series but well, i don't
2: know the Tim, tim's a tough sell he, he might have hated it he might have just I thought, this is the stupidest thing in the world
0: no 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 <laughs> that's uh uh the the marbles shows that have been out are being it's kind of hit or miss you know i i haven't watched all of loki so i have i, I just couldn't get into it i thought Bond one was kind of started out interesting and then it kind of just petered out i thought uh,
1: but but you gotta
0: realize. Wait, hold Soldier up. was interesting, but I couldn't stay with it.
3: Oh, hold oh, up, wow wow, wow, wow. You didn't finish Loki?
0: I didn't. I watched the first episode, but I haven't watched well, the rest I'm just of a... it. <laughs> well, i
1: You're so stupid.
0: Hawkeye, I like. <laughs> I, I liked Jeremy Renner. I thought it needed more Hawkeye in it, not Hawk Girl. Well, no. Uh, well, uh, the problem it... is,
3: is with <laughs> it was a buddy cop show. In the new, in the basically they're trying to do what going on in the most recent comics steve steve rogers isn't there i don't know what they're doing with iron man they're doing Iron well Hard- they
0: are yeah they, they are, are and this is i don't think this is a spoiler for for hawkeye because people have kind of watched it it feels like with hawkeye and the new she hulk coming up and winter soldier or falcon winter soldier they are saying goodbye to the old Avengers and they're setting the place for the new Avengers. You know, I we've got setting the new the new people, the legacy characters. Yeah, yeah.
3: and well, the thing is with uh, I uh, I enjoyed Loki so much, but it truly was just something different from the rest of the Marvel TV shows we got.
1: Okay, but but and, and the thing, that, and, and I don't know, if everybody's pieced this together, and maybe it'll have be more readily obvious once dr strange in the multiverse of madness comes out but the events of loki uh Scar- vision scarlet witch or, or wandavision and the events of spider-man no way home are all interconnected and i think you know if you watch all of them together you're gonna see holy crap this one event takes place at the same time
3: mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so hmm. I mean,
1: I mean, uh, and the thing is, is like, you know, because if you watch Loki and you realize where Loki's headed, all of a sudden you see where the future of the MCU is headed. And it's all of this is leading up to it. Well,
0: I'll just say that phase four has been underwhelming uh, so far. I thought I I didn't really think you like Shang-Chi. I haven't seen the Eternals. It comes out. She- It'll be you know, out we ha- next week
1: we haven't seen eternals yet we watched shang chi i thought it was one of the most beautiful beautifully shot marvel movies ever it was just gorgeous in its presentation
3: uh mm-hmm. i i i i, I yeah. concur but when it comes to the actual story itself some of it was just cliche well it it, it took a lot of the elements
1: that we saw in iron fist which we didn't really i mean while iron fist was okay we didn't love it that much not like we did everything else like daredevil
3: punisher like daredevil
1: or punisher um and so i mean it's basically as some people have said uh i think ryan and um rob kelly on fire and water were saying that shang chi was basically just you know turning him into the new iron fist so i and i i I can't say that they're not you know that they're wrong in that capacity
0: well no it should be more uh, to me if you're doing the master of kung fu, it needs to be more street level. Yeah,
1: and you need more Asian it, mysticism. You don't need a white man being the master of kung fu.
0: Or even less mysticism. It needs to be just uh, some more street level brawling, you know, uh, um, you know more more Brooks Jackie Chan style, more Jackie Chan, less Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. But I can always do some Trevor Slattery. I really love that character. But- you'll never see me coming.
0: And less and less, in fact, to altogether Aquafina. I thought she was the most annoying part of that film. Uh, um,
1: she's she's either lover or hater.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, or uh, we enjoyed Shang-Chi. We thought it was very horrible. That That was the first time we actually went to a cinema and we haven't, so that was, we were a little bit nervous going, but we had a really good experience and a good time. It was fun to watch the film and I enjoyed it. And I, I enjoyed Aquafina as well. So, um, I thought it was a fun, fun compromise between, uh, the street level kind of stuff and the massive, it was, it was a nice break from the, the Thanos story and Ultron and all that. It was just very nice.
1: Plus you had the guy with a sword too. as an arm, so you know, hey, that that, that that's <laughs> that your fun. that's your squirrel with a machine gun, you know. Yeah,
3: uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I, I love Tim, all but, the stuff that's come out with Phase Four, but what I'm really looking at because of the Multiverse of Madness is what if? Well, I mean, because season of, two? No, 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 the first season. Because of what we saw in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness was the evil Doctor Strange. Right. Right. And he you guys haven't seen it. what if yet? Yeah. I finished what if. Yeah, we finished Chris?
2: what if. Oh, oh I misunderstood. I thought Chris said he was looking forward to seeing it and I thought that he hadn't yet. Okay.
1: No. he was looking forward to uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because of <coughs> what if and oh. I think he misspoke, but Yeah. yeah. Well, I
2: thought it was I thought it was funny that um there's already an action figure like like the day the episode hit uh, uh, the action figure for Evil Doctor Strange showed up in my f- one of my feeds somewhere. I was like, what? Wow. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: they've already got Lego sets out for the, the new Strange film. It doesn't show the Evil Doctor Strange, it shows him and uh, <clears throat> American Chavez. Is that right?
2: That character? Yeah. American. Yeah, it's American. <laughs> anyway. Well, well, that is. Tim, um, way back to Loki, um, it, it does kind of, for me, it kind of slogged in the middle. Uh, and it got to a point where I'm like, when is this going to end? Um, so you might try going a couple more episodes in. And if you're still feeling sloggy, just skip to the end. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know I it's about about it that. to some people,
0: but I'm just like, watching the last well, I need to What's watch. That? I was kind of watching it while I worked, while I was doing dishes, while I was working an estimate. So I was it wasn't like, you know, So I, I got enough of that, the story that. Uh, okay. I can understand what's going on, but I think my biggest, and since we're in spoil, or well, this is not spoilers, but I won't spoil something for Loki. Although I know how Loki ends, so it's, okay. it's been spoiled for me, but I need to sit down, because I like uh, Tom Hiddleston, but the, what I didn't like was the first episode I did see was their idea of the, the time agency and how everything is kind of predetermined and that there everything was meant to be and everything has been kind of orchestrated in the background uh, it's a little
3: but the, the uh, thing is you're gonna have to keep watching and then it just gets yeah because I, I mean the better.
1: thing is you know as far as the time agency is concerned there's a prime timeline uh-huh. but at one point you know that that well I, I mean I can't talk about it further without yeah. doing spoilers
2: uh-huh. we'll, we'll, we'll go over the spoils in a second um for Hawkeye I think Hawkeye is probably... Fairly nudging WandaVision out of the top spot for all, for me, all of the, the Marvel series. I think it was really well done. I loved it. Um, I th- love the um, interaction between uh, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, because I always liked Kate Bishop when Young Avengers come out. I thought she was a great uh, version, because for me, I never really liked Hawkeye. I thought he was a stupid character. Um, and I haven't read the comics that this is based on, so I am knowing that it's different, but um, Hawkeye always just annoyed me and I never liked him. But when Young Avengers came out and they introduced Kate Bishop, I thought, wow, this is really cool. I like this. So when this came out, um, uh, after watching it, I'm thrilled to see some actual development of the MCU Hawkeye and um, how they created him. I actually like this character. Uh, a lot more, and uh, I thought it was good. And uh, the just the amount of comedic interaction between the two was fun, and I think it was the perfect level. So um, I give uh, Hawkeye like the number one spot right now. I think Hawkeye one of the Marvel reasons series.
1: why he's doing so well, why it why it uh, hits so well, is that because you've got, of course, the Kate Bishop is the younger one, the the ingenue, the one that's learning the ropes and everything. But Jeremy Renner, he represents us, our age group, us guys. I mean, he's Jeremy Renner is roughly our age. And he's going through all the horrible pangs of age. You see that he's using a hearing aid and he's got, you know, his recovery from the different fights and stuff is kind of almost comedic. But at the same time, you just walk away from each episode nodding, yeah, that's what things are going to be like for guys like us if we weren't in that. He just, yeah. you feel every hit.
2: Yeah. So- Shall we go spoilers from here on Absolutely.
1: out? Absolutely. Because. Spoiler alert
2: spoiler, <laughs> alert! spoiler alert! Spoiler alert!
0: Wow! <laughs> you <laughs> um, sound effects for that, John?
2: <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> I was envisioning Robbie the robot from uh, the original Lost in Space.
1: Now, now. Uh, t- excuse
0: me. That was that's Robot B9, Robbie the robot from Forbidden
2: Planet.
1: Oh! Oh! Uh, Okay. Okay. That's old school snack. I have been schooled. (laughs) Yep. Oh The the one thing that we're talking about Loki, and since we were in spoiler area, is that like I said, Loki the the that time bureau is protecting the prime timeline. But now because of what's happened, we've got again a multiverse. I mean, massive multiverse that's opened up. Multiple timelines, multiple possibilities, multiple probabilities. that starts with Loki, goes to What If, goes to WandaVision, and goes to Spider-Man No Way Home. And will culminate with the Multiverse of Madness. And all that because of Loki and Kang. Am I making sense?
0: Yes. I, mean, I, I kind of like I I know what happens at the end of uh, Loki, even though I haven't watched it. Yeah, I remember you uh, said that,
1: and I was just like, oh.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think some of the problems with Phase this has been creeping in, but they really seem to be doubling down in phase four is they're spending so much time setting up other stories or other characters or other events that that seemed to take precedent over just telling a good story. So sometimes that gets in the way. Uh, You know, it's the complaint that people had with Iron Man 2 that there's too much setup in it and they lost track of the story. And I think a lot of that is them trying to put all the pieces in place and just, well, just, you know, if you want to sprinkle that in, it's fine, but just tell me a good story first and don't worry about, oh, well, this is going to set up this thing. It's even better. It's like, well, no, I'm here now. I want to enjoy this now. I'll enjoy that later. Um,
1: there wasn't enough Iron Man but, in Iron Man 2. He had well, his opening dealing, thing. Yeah. He had the fight with Whiplash and then nothing else really until the very end of the movie. And, you know, people were like, when, when's Iron Man coming out? When's Iron Man coming out? Oh, well, he did have the fight with Rhodey, too, but.
0: Yeah. Hurt. Well, <laughs> I'll say this on hockey. I agree with you, John, that I think of, of all the ones that have come out, the TV shows, is probably the most enjoyable for me. Uh, a lot of that is on the shoulders of Jerry Rimm, R- R- um, Jeremy Rimmer. R-
1: Renner. Rimmer. Renner. Rimmer. was uh, Remmer was Red Dwarf. Renner. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking, thinking about holograms. Yep. Uh, uh. <laughs> But it needed more of him in it, and I wish they would explore, since we're in this photo, more of his, because it deals a little bit with the death of Tasha, I mean, Natasha, and his, you know, his reaction to it, and he is mm-hmm. kind of like a PTSD for that, and I wish they would explore that more, but they spent so much time setting up Kate and her backstory and her story and her relationship with her mom and all this and the, the plot that's going through the whole thing of getting the, the costume back, the costume back running costume back that a lot of times he was in it hardly at all in the, in the episodes. And I realized, again, they're setting it up so that she can take over. You know, he's kind of bowing out. She can take over. That's fine. But how about have that happen towards or towards the end of the series and have it have it more heavy on the front focus more on him. Cause I want to see more about him. You know, you do, about his family life and, <clears throat> and you know, all the, you know, and I, I thought that whole Broadway musical part was pretty stupid uh, with Rogers' musical or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> thought um,
3: that was hilarious.
0: Yeah. And it was some of the – it reminded me so much of the opening of uh, Team America. Yeah. And that's not in a good way because that's absolutely parodying uh, Broadway musicals. But I think they need to tone the – you were talking about, John, the, the, the comic beats. They need to tone that down a little bit because – they seem to that become seems to become their their kind of their signature that they're more lighthearted than DC stuff. So DC films, so Marvel's going to be a little more jokey, and sometimes it just crosses the edge of being too jokey. And let's dial it back a little bit and just have the humor come out naturally and organically from the characters um, instead of just like oh a writer has written a joke here or something funny for somebody to say. So. But other than that, I I, uh, I thought because again it was more street level. I thought all the, the 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 trick arrows were fun, especially when they were making them. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I thought uh, they didn't try to kind of uh, demasculate him so much that propping her up, but he seemed to hold hold his own. Other than the fact he was, uh, you know, he's you know he's human and he doesn't have superpowers, so he gets aches and pains and bruises and he has to. <laughs> you know wrap uh you know frozen broccoli around himself which is when he's all beat <laughs> up yeah. uh you know and that kind of stuff so that was
1: um his face heals fast though his face does heal well fast. that's that's
0: true of all of them i mean some of those were getting i mean that's true of any of them. you get you know you get punched in the face a couple of times and you get, get split lips and and you're gonna broken noses and things like that but um now um, it's, it's superhero movies you know
1: there was um Two things, two spoiler bits of information and two events in this series that just like really, I mean, one of them was one that everybody was hoping, expecting, talking about, and that is the Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, showing up and being one of the villains. More but more importantly,
0: that. it's D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. Yes.
1: So, you know, pulling directly from the Netflix series and, you know, here we go, the the first true tie-in to that. The second one was one that kind of hurt the canon of another series, and that is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when they revealed that uh, Hawkeye's wife was Mockingbird. Now, uh, if you didn't know, Mockingbird's character's name is Bobby Morse in the comic books, and Hawkeye did marry her uh, in the four-issue Hawkeye uh, limited series. But what they're saying is that she was Agent 13? Agent 13. i think i was 19 that's right agent 19 they never said that her name was bobby morse now if you watch agents of shield adrian palicki played bobby morse and she was supposed to get her own tv series about mockingbird and uh for whatever reason it never came to happen which is sad because you know any chance to watch adrian palicki fighting on screen is always good Mm mm-hmm But So, I mean, does this discount Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or is it just that Bobby Morse and Agent 19 are two different characters?
2: So I read um, something about this uh, because I was, like, trying to figure out because I didn't know Agent 19 was Mockingbird. And I'm like, okay, I know it's significant, so what is it? What is Agent 19? So I read this article uh, of some speculation, of course, and we don't know, but they're like – and the article was basically – Is Disney trying to erase Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. out of canon and put it into another thing? And they can do that because now we have a multiverse. (laughs) But the other uh, aspect was that that Agent 19 does not retire with the person, but maybe the Mockingbird character is a, a role that is assumed. So Laura may have had it. Then when she retired, Bobby took it over in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and is still Mockingbird as well that it's a, like a call sign, like a 007, the kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, as
0: I, I say, exactly. And,
2: and, we've all, and, and unless they reveal that Laura's a pseudonym, I think his, his wife's name is Laura, is a pseudonym for Bobby because she's never been referred to. She's not blonde like Bobby. We've never, up until now, I didn't even know that she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. You know, I always just kind of thought she was maybe a normal person that he fell in love with kind of like when Spider-Man or Peter Parker did with Mary Jane, you know, I thought, well, maybe she's just a regular person, not a shield agent. So well, it, it makes it, sense. It, she's a shield agent, but. it
0: would explain how she's a little understanding yeah. that a normal <laughs> yeah. person about all the stuff that's all this going on.
2: Yeah. So. And that reveals a lot about her in this series, you know, and when he called her and said, Hey, can you look up this person? She's like, I'm on it. <laughs> so she still has ties. That was the first thing I'm like, all right. It, it, it's first- interesting
1: because if you look go all the way back to age uh, to age of Ultron where they introduce her Linda Carlini her character, the all of a sudden you sit sort of start thinking, you know, the family actually looks like a family that's gone into witness protection almost. Mm-hmm. And un- yeah, I live the un- farm. until the Hawkeye series when they actually go to New York City, but she doesn't go. So it wouldn't necessarily be them, but her that's in a kind of witness protection, so to speak, just having been who she was.
0: Yeah. What'd you guys think of, because I don't really know anything about the character, the
2: swordsman? (laughs) Well, the original swordsman from back when I was a kid was uh, basically a Hawkeye style character with a sword, purple suit. Uh, He married um, uh, Mantis. I thought he was a villain. But I think he was sort of like Hawkeye. He started as a villain, but then okay. he became a the hero like in the one, the early hundreds of the original Avengers uh, comic series, uh, like maybe from and then I think that story culminated in the 130s where he married, where uh, actually Swordsman and Mantis and Vision and Scarlet Witch had a double wedding oh, in right, a giant yeah. series so, And then they went off somewhere uh, Swordsman. So I thought that was cool. I was uh, it took me a while to figure that out. Um, all of a sudden, uh, at the end, when he's and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if this is the swordsman. Then I went and looked up his name. I was like, it is. So I was like, all right. So that's pretty cool.
1: Why is everybody uh, we wearing might... purple shirts in this show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and they're not even
1: evil. Yeah. No, th- th- that was a good uh, kind of I'd, I'd say that's a deep fake because most, you know, average person is not going to catch it. I didn't catch that. And. His character wasn't one that I was so incensed by that I had to go and look him up until just now, you know, with what you guys are saying. So that's kind of a deep pull. Um, I I do know the history of the Swordsman from, you know, the other things that I've read, the Ohatmu and seeing it in Marvel's, uh, you know, the Kurt Busiek-Alex Ross series. But, you know, I really didn't have a whole lot of, of knowledge on him, so it didn't ring a bell when his character showed up.
0: I think that had been spoiled for me, and it's kind of—I think it is hinted at because when Kate walks in and she sees that samurai sword, she goes, "What's with all the swords?" And her mother says, "Oh, there's something new has been added." Then he walks in, Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course there's the fencing scene where she's trying to prove that he, you know, I kept expecting him to switch hands like Indigo (laughs) Matoya and say, "I'm not really left-handed."
1: That'd be hilarious. But
0: um, yeah, I thought his character was pretty. I mean, again, I don't. Don't know anything about the character, so I, uh, but I thought the actor he played it just light enough, that being kind of jokey,
3: mm-hmm. um,
0: and I thought. But what would you guys think of the Larpers?
1: Oh God, the Larpers were hilarious. They
0: were, they were well, hilarious. <laughs> they were, but that I don't think I thought that was that that felt felt like a forced. Here's the forced uh sidekick characters being introduced. So if this like either goes to movie or go, or if she's gonna have, I guess I don't know if she's gonna have another TV show and it'll be just Kate or she'll go into the movies, whatever, but they'll have, this this is her support group, of these LARPers who are all uh, cops and uh, firemen as, you know, her buddies and, you know, they made their costume for them. And they're going to be one that's going to give her, they're going to be kind of like the Oracle for her. They'll give her the information. So she goes around fighting.
2: Um, I see what you're saying, Tim. And I, I think it's, 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 um, it's a, a thing that has worked in the Marvel movies, and they're, they're working it because you look at Spider Man, he's got his little posse of quote unquote Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to Spider Man. So, you know, I think they find that that is resonating with audiences. So they're probably going to work it until we get tired of it. And we're like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's...
0: Well, that's true. And they do. They, they kind of, it's a business. They're going to they're gonna see what works, and they're going to amp it up. Uh, sometimes that works. Sometimes it's a detriment. So, uh, to your point, I think John, they, you know, until people start crying out and say, Let, "Let's make it a little more grounded. Let's make it a little more serious. Uh, you know, let's, let's let's throw an R-rated movie out there. You know, if it, when they bring Blade in, you know, Blade does not need to be a PG-13 movie. It needs to be, it needs to be uh, you know, gore, some blood, and guts, and yeah, R-rated. You know, like kind of what that the uh, the Morbius uh, movie looks like. Yeah.
3: Uh, Now, this my comment I'm about to make goes back to the Agents of Shield topic, and that is um, there's a huge rumor going around recently, and I kind of want to know what you guys think about it. And it is that they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with Ghost Rider. And you've got both Norman Reedus, who wants to play the character, Johnny Blaze, and then you've got the uh, the new the guy from Agents of Shield who played Robbie Reyes. Uh, ghost Rider in that Hell Charger and
1: I, I I think that still most people when they think of Ghost Rider they think of Johnny Blaze
3: and I I
0: think yeah it should be Johnny Blaze or and a what was the the character that took over in the the 80s Robbie Reyes the, oh oh uh, Danny no, no, Ketch.
1: No. Danny Ketch.
0: Danny Ketch, yeah him because Ghost Rider I hate to say it should always ride a motorcycle he doesn't mean you riding a, a, or, a car or
1: don't forget you uh, know, Sam what's his name um from Tombstone um Kelly. oh Blankin. Sam Elliot Sam Elliot on the horse well yeah.
3: the reason I was, well, I think they're trying to do Robbie Reyes is to add uh, a little bit more diversity since he's supposed to be a Mexican character
1: they
0: will do I think I think you're right Chris absolutely they can, they're gonna lean more towards that than casting uh, uh somebody else and if he's he's the I don't know who the current ghostwriter is now there's like a cosmic ghostwriter or something uh, that, in the comments, uh, okay isn't so
3: the cosmic ghostwriter currently is uh Frank Castle. The Punisher is now a cosmic seriously? character. He he was Are you he, seriously? Uh, he stole the the spirit of vengeance, and so he, that's a more of like a what if storyline. I don't think it's part of the main one. Jeez,
0: It couldn't be more wrong if it tried. Um.
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, that's Frank Castle as the spirit of vengeance.
0: Well, Norman Reedus, I'll say, is too old. Johnny, same as Nick Cage was too old when he played him. Well, that's Johnny Blades needs to be a young guy.
3: Yeah, that's what I. That's what both my dad thinks and what I think for the most part. But the thing is, I don't disagree with him playing it if he really wants to,
0: because if, if Reedus, if Reedus could play it, he needs to do it as he's been Ghost Rider for 15, 20 years, and you know we have some flashbacks that he's been living with this curse for that long. So that's what explains how old he is. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. They're picking Regis because, you know, of his, his proclivity for bikes, uh, from the walking dead. and his popularity. And,
3: well, not just that he's been yeah, fantastic for God knows how long.
0: Well, I'm sure there are people that are trying to, you know, they are probably jockeying or they're, they're, they're talking to their agent saying, Hey, you got to get me in the Marvel movies. You got to get me in there. Yeah. Um, one, it's a big paycheck, you know, and you know it's a lot of exposure. You know. Yeah, they've been it's, talking it's about nuts. getting
1: Keanu Reeves in forever, but who do you get him as?
0: Yeah, and he's yeah, what yeah. almost sixty now, so. Yeah, but he can still, you know, I'll watch a John Wick movie over uh, uh, some young punk doing something any day. Speaking of which,
1: we watched Matrix Resurrections recently, and I'm just oh, how, I was disappointed. I haven't
0: seen it, but you disappointed? You said? Yeah. Oh.
1: I mean, the, there there are meta aspects of that movie that are you know truly interesting and and whatnot but you don't need to spend an hour of a movie
3: talking about existence yeah
1: and and talking about you know the the internal existence of of the individual id
3: there was no reason to make that movie just to basically re uh, re re-explain the first one
1: yeah there was nothing groundbreaking in this in in this movie that we hadn't seen before in any in other movies
3: yeah, the uh,
0: whichever Wachowski sibling did it, I don't remember. One of them, not both of them were involved. It was just but Lana,
1: them. But I don't Lana, know which one and, she was originally.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, and she said she basically did it because they told her if you don't do it, we're gonna do it without you. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of the alpha flight, you know. <laughs> like, well, if you're gonna do it, I'm gonna be involved. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not. I like the first one. You know, pretty well, and I think it should have ended there because that had kind of a
2: capper. like
1: yeah, yeah, this, this like sh- Highlander should stop at the first one. Yep, because
2: yep. <laughs> that can be only one. Exactly. I mean, and yeah, he
0: was the one. Not uh, Well, speaking of, uh, well, this is gonna be a side tangent, but it's still talking about Disney. Has anybody been watching Book of Boba Fett? Yes.
1: yes. Not
0: yet. Okay. Uh, and this spoilers for this, because we're in spoiler territory. I've only seen, I think, I've only seen the first two episodes.
1: That's all it's out. Is that, is that it? Okay. It's uh, it's apparent that,
0: again, I don't understand why they they, it seems like that the, the actor that's playing Boba Fett, who is who was not the original Boba Fett, it's the guy who played Jango Fett. And they just kind of okay, you're the face and voice of Boba, all the Fets now.
1: Yep. Aquaman's fine.
0: Uh, obviously he is. I like him as an actor. He's I think he's New Zealander. He's uh, but he's he's getting up there. He's older, and they've got him playing it seems to be that he's playing it at his age, a character that should be 20 years, at least 20 years, 30 years younger. Yeah. If it's because it's supposed to be, this is, you know, if, if, if again, spoilers, the first episode, he, he crawls out of the Sarlacc pit and the job is finding, and then he gets picked up by the Tusken. So to me, that's telling me that's right around return of the Jedi.
1: It's. And, and it's then split, when we see yeah.
0: him it's like, yeah. So all this had taken place right after Jedi, right? jabba has been, ousted he's taken over Java's uh his uh, is territory yeah and it's and it you know sure he does as good as he can but some of the fight scenes look like like I'd be doing those fight scenes it's it are kind of slow and very methodical because it's an old guy trying to to uh do some <laughs> yeah. of this fight what stuff. was
1: that movie the Scorsese film recently with De Niro and Pesci uh where they were doing the whole Jimmy Hoffa story oh
0: oh that was oh uh Kill the Irishman or the Irishman? Yeah, yeah, the
1: Irishman, where basically they had, you know, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci being D-aged, so they look like they're in their 20s, like 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on. And the the problem was you had too many scenes where they had to do things that young men do. And they look like old men trying to do things that young men do. And it really, you know, just distorted the movie for me. I had a hard time watching it. But what I think of when I think about the whole Boba Fett thing is, is that, you know, they said that he was an unaltered clone, but they had to age the clones fast to get them to be, you know, I mean, within 10 years, they were already adult uh, figures, all right? Because they, they said Typho commissioned it 10 years before, and yet these guys were all adult and ready for fighting. And then you saw in the, the later ones, you saw in the Clone Wars, that they were getting gray hair, that they were aging. So all of them were aging fast. And so you could say that, you know, regardless of that he's an unaltered clone, he's still aging fast.
0: But but to sink that theory is when, okay, it's been 10 years, so that the adult clones that that Obi-Wan sees training are like in their
1: 20s, or their 20s,
0: you know. But the son, Boba Fett, is only 10. Right. So he's not aging fast because he's aging just in actual time. So you
1: don't know when they so made that. He started... You don't know when they made Boba for him. Did they make him when they were making the first batch, or did they make him uh, when? they – Right,
0: right. Is he a year really a year old? I mean, right. I don't know. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a no prize. I'll give you that. Um, but if he was unaltered, I think the unaltering would be that he they don't. And you think that they would have it so that when he reached maturity, like at eighteen or twenty, they then it would turn off. Because otherwise you're going to burn through your soldiers quickly because they're going to age age right out.
2: Uh, well, they like, might not have cared about that because they just need them for a battle. True. If they're, they're just <laughs> it's father, the empire, yeah. they yeah. don't care about people. And yeah. these are clones. They're not humans or sentient. It's like I replicants. Think, it you
1: don't want them to be around that long. You don't yeah. want yeah. them to develop yeah. feelings and personalities and all that. Well,
0: that, well that, was the, that was my biggest problem always with another tangent on uh, Blade Runner was if they had a three-year lifespan, I think that's an awful big investment for something that's going to be around. It's like if you, bu- you bought a car, you know, oh, your car's going to destroy itself in three years. Like, what? am I going to spend all this money on a car if it's going to own be here for three years? Well, no, it, because
1: they're at, like a lease. You, you get replacements. You the old
2: Roy going around, you know, I mean, that's what they were avoiding was that. So, right, that I, yeah, I agree, investment. but it seems like it's
0: been created a mechanical uh, – I mean, I know they were supposed to be androids, but they were like biological androids. Yeah. They weren't mechanical. Um, or find some way to wipe their brains and just reset them. It's like rebooting them. Every three years, you got to bring them into the factory. They reboot them, give them new, a, new, uh,
1: a new personality, and new send them eye. out again. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just just wipe them. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Interesting. All right.
0: Don't you wish you could wipe Christopher's brain every three years and then him start over again? Oh, no, all?
1: no. You don't understand what it took me to get him where he is right now. <laughs> hey. No, I'm happy with it. You're doing great. Uh,
3: uh-huh.
1: Except for that, you know, thing.
2: But, you know, we're right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Real quick on Ghostbusters Afterlife. What a fun, and then we'll go to Spider-Man. What a fun um, callback to the
1: original Ghostbusters. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was touching. It was really touching. It was. And, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say this. The movie was a love letter to Harold Ramis. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, you know, hit all the feels on that. Sometimes it felt a little fanservice-y, but I don't mind that in what it did. The mm. only thing that I wish they could have done was while they had the, an analog to the, the character, I wish they brought back the original Slimer. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, see, I think that's a character that, again, to your point, John, they find out what works and they do it too much. You know, they kept bringing him back over and over. It's like, you don't have to have... He didn't have to be in the reboot we had a couple years ago with the girls. Uh, or, excuse me, women. Uh,
1: ignored so much that it's not even part of the video pack if you buy it now. You'll get Ghostbusters, no, Ghostbusters 2, and Afterlife.
0: But I heard he he kind of uh, – Paul Feig was kind of whining and crying, and they added it now as a digital download. It's yeah. not a physical copy. Right. But you could get his as a
2: uh, – which, you know well, – you know, it's part of the franchise. It should be included. It wasn't terrible. It was a good uh, thing. This one, though, really feels in the vein of the original Ghostbusters. Uh, it even even the, the cinematography felt to me like Ghostbusters, uh, the original. And and you know, and and I I know and I know my own feelings about this because Ghostbusters was so huge when it came out. And it was huge popularity-wise, and it was a huge part when I got to see it. We loved it. And, the, and, and of course, the song and everything, I mean, it permeated so much uh, that this, to me, really felt like um, a part of that. And I had the same excitement for this that I did for the, the original. Um, I didn't have it for the last uh, Ghostbusters film, although I enjoyed it. It was fine. But I think this one really touched on what Ghostbusters... It touched the magic of Ghostbusters for me.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing about the the, the women's Ghostbusters movie that came out um, that kind of slapped us was when they brought in Bill Murray, it wasn't as Vinkman. You know, it's playing a different character altogether. And it's just like, there's no love here shown for the original. It's just like, you know, we should do this just to do it. It, it was... You I can tell were, that
0: from his performance. He was just cashing a check. It was not. Yeah, uh,
1: I
2: think they were just trying to reboot it with a little Easter eggy stuff. But I think they were trying to like reset and say this is it, rather than be a be like what afterlife is, which is hey, let's acknowledge it in the universe and make it all a part of it, and it's just a part of the flow. Right. Know, so. Right. I
0: mean, you could be. You can be. You could be in the same universe, but not really have to do with the same characters. Acknowledge it's a lot like like the Netflix Marvel stuff. It was they acknowledged that the bigger movies existed, but they they were dealing with their own little corner of it. And yeah. I think the biggest crime for the, the the 2016 was that it was not funny. Uh, and I think if anything else, it's got nothing to do with them being women. It's got nothing to do with anything else. It's just it was not funny, at least to me. And I don't think Paul Feig is the right director. His style of the his style of ad 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 living, kind of letting the scene just kind of run on and run on and just keep just keep ad living. We're gonna cut this together and make a movie out of it. That's not you gotta be a little more structured than that for Ghostbusters or a movie like that. It works for your bridesmaids and your um, what else has he done? Um, but it, it it needed to be a, I think it needed to be another director that had a little tighter script and something that was more, it was a little funnier, you know, somebody like, um, uh, uh, uh who did, uh, 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 uh shot of the dead, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Somebody like, somebody like that, who knows how to write a really tight, funny script.
1: But I, I mean, just still, this one was what Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman putting this mm-hmm. one together. And I guess he had his father's, you know, mouth in his ear, you know, voice in his ear when he was making it you know the 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 thing was the humor was there but it was a different kind of humor than what you got through the original Bo- ghostbusters the original ghostbusters the humor was just so out there you, you know you didn't know what was going to be funny from one moment to the next you know listen do you smell something you know just yeah you didn't get anything like that here the humor was a little bit more straightforward but it, it, to me it was kind of like every now and then i would get punched in the stomach with funny if you know what i mean you're not expecting anything funny, and all of a sudden something's really funny, and you just laugh out loud.
0: That's 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 good. Yeah, but it wasn't how, uh, it wasn't
1: how, the same as the original Ghostbusters, where you kind of well, giggled uh, all the way through it.
0: Right, and that's and it's almost hard to and I would think somebody like Chris going into it, that movie is so ingrained in uh, the zeitgeist that it would it's hard to think of what it was like to go see that movie new and experiencing it all for the first time because we've ever seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it, is it, I've heard it's better because when I first saw the ads for it, like, oh, this just looks like Ghostbusters Jr. Is it better? I mean, I've heard that it's better than that. And they really kind of tell it's more about Ramus's family and, and you know, the reasons why he went to, he's in Oklahoma, right? Yeah. How mm-hmm. does Oklahoma look? Does it look like Oklahoma? It looks like Oklahoma. <laughs> well, yeah, it looks
1: like, like, like Northern, Northern Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It looks like Northern yeah. Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not that enterprise episode of Broken Bow. You'll see that's supposed to be Broken Bow, Oklahoma. It's like all these cornfields. Like that's not Oklahoma.
1: It's like the same place (laughs) they filmed Footloose. You know, it it that kind of area. So yeah, I mean, it's got that that feel to it.
0: Kind of a Kansas, Nebraska kind of a stand-in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I I I just haven't had time. I know Fanula wants to go see. We just haven't had time to. Lately, with how busy it's been, we just have not had time to to make it to the theater. I think you'll enjoy
1: it. Well, you can watch it now on, on digital.
0: It's on HBO. I, right?
1: I think you have to buy it for 20 bucks.
0: Um, but is it? On, oh, do you have to buy it on HBO, or is it just on HBO? It's
1: not on HBO. Okay. I don't think okay. so.
0: Okay. Um, I thought they released it same time streaming.
1: No. Um, if they had, I would well, have watched it's like, it a lot sooner.
0: Yeah, it's like Dune. I haven't seen. I need to get to the theater to see Dune. I haven't seen it either. Well, we, luckily, we I, watched
1: that on on because, the HBO Max and.
0: Yeah. That was that but was But I've heard you, you already didn't see it on the big screen. Yeah.
1: But
0: oh. it's luckily there's not so many movies coming out that these things are staying in the theaters longer.
2: Yeah. So I think you'll enjoy it too. It's enjoyable. I
1: hope so. Yeah.
0: Well we'd like to get on to uh, Spearman and we can kinda of wrap this up. Yeah, now Christopher has
1: stepped away for uh, a few moments, saying he had to step away, if you understand the meaning. Uh right. <laughs> but you know it, it's as so. far as Spider-Man No Way Home Goes, again, in all the feels, that one really, really hit every bit of feels you could get with all the, the, the surprises that they threw at us. Most notably, when they showed us Matt Murdock.
0: That was the, the big surprise, yeah, that I'd heard that Charlie Cox was going to be in it. But it, when he shows up, uh, which is really nice because, you know, I, I like him. But I didn't. It took me a while to kind of get to like him as, as – um, daredevil but then as i watched the show it really grew on me so i thought that was a nice uh connection to uh, the, uh you know who knows who you know we've got to have a, a luke cage show up at some time he'd be perfect for showing up in a, a spider-man and if it's just like a cameo it doesn't have to be like a team up
1: well i mean i i think there's a good chance that these characters can show up in other series uh you know i mean since she hulk is a legal show it wouldn't be a far stretch for matt murdoch to show up there
0: no, I would think he would be a, a reoccurring character, and that's on her show. Yeah. Um, I will say that, that that who saw this? Did everybody see it in the theater? Everybody watching it couldn't watch it at home. No, everybody
1: we see it saw theater. it in the theater. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: When, when uh, I didn't get it when Garfield came in, but when McGuire walks in, everybody applauded in my theater. It,
1: it was a there was shock uh, from several people in the theater, and I was like. Wow they really did it and Christopher's was like I knew it you know and and but there were people all over the theater going holy cow holy crap holy whatever you know it was, it was um, so
0: I, I knew that. I'd already heard the you know I'd already seen reviews I knew that they were in it um I didn't know how that I thought they'd be in a little sooner they kind of came in uh, a little midway through but um I thought it was really
2: so is, um, is he playing like may Parker? Peter Parker dad type or has he made a deal with the devil that John Stamos and Paul Rudd have and he still looks like he did 20 years ago and can still pull off a young Peter Parker. You
1: talking about Toby Maguire? Well, he's
2: not supposed to. be.
0: He's not yeah. supposed to. Be, I don't think he's supposed to be a young Peter Parker. I think he's supposed to be. He looks like he's because Yeah, yeah, I think he's supposed to because he He looks at weathered. Point when, yeah.
1: When, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean Toby Maguire's weathered. Him,
0: he, so. goes, he says Peter, look, you've all grown up. Uh, okay. So I think he's supposed to be probably whatever age McGuire is because he has that joke about his back.
2: Um, All right, great. Yeah, well, I was just wondering, you know, if they were trying to let it be kind of within that or if this is like, you know, May Parker dad, Peter Parker. No, dad. I think but...
0: time has passed. He's still, okay. I mean, they, they, they obviously he's still Spider-Man in his universe. All right. Um, awesome. And he slips. I so will say this buddy. McGuire slips so easily back into Peter Parker that he is, for me, because I love those films so much, that he is a joy oh, um, of the film because he so easily becomes that character again. Uh, and they even did some nice stuff with Garfield because when he
1: comes oh, in, gosh, they had a great he life. talks
0: about, he looks a little haggard and he says, you know, because, of course, uh, uh, Gwen died. He's like, I got angry and he was just going around, just kind of going on a tear as uh, as crime fighting and he's kind of got a uh, he's got like a five o'clock shadow so he he seemed like he's trying to still get over the pain of losing her Mm -hmm. Uh, and mcguire talks about um he's because somebody asked him do you have a an mj goes yeah i've got an mj back home he said something about he goes well we know we work it out in other words him and mary jane are still together and i guess they worked it out and um so it's interesting to it's very meta when you get them and they're all talking about their their universes. You're talking about in movie universes, but also the actual because when they see McGuire's organic webbing, they're like, "Wow,
1: that was great." I
0: don't have that. You know. Um, so and they all have each each had their own costume. Um, so it, it's nice that at one point Holland kind of takes a back seat to them, and you get to see them do their science stuff and they work together and they're each kind of, cause they each get their own
1: task. I guess they get, I guess they
0: get well, they get their own villain yeah. because, uh, McGuire gets Doc Ock and, uh, Goblin and we get the lizard and Sandman or actually McGuire gets three. Cause he gets a Sandman there too. Uh, which is funny. I didn't realize that it corresponds to their movies. He had three movies, three villains. I mm. don't have a venom. And then, uh, Garfield's got the Lizard. That's it. He just has a Lizard, doesn't
1: he? No, he had the Lizard, and he had um, Electro. Then he had Electro. The...
0: Electro. Yeah, That's Electro. Right. And they have improved Electro so much over Jamie Fox's performance in that second film. I battle. think Jamie has, Fox, Fox really insisted retool-care. on that
1: in his contract.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I. Really, and they even make a comment. He goes, hey, last time I saw you, you had glasses and buck teeth and all this. He goes, and he goes oh, I got a makeover or something. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. It's, it's a lot of fun i mean it's but it, it's a lot of fan service but it's done right let me
1: ask you though um the original previews for for no way home when you see peter talking to dr strange didn't dr strange look off to you in the previews yeah the previews i, I always thought that the dr strange in the preview and actually dr strange as he appeared when peter first went to see him he didn't i didn't i was kind of half convinced that wasn't dr strange that it was like mephisto or, or, you know, some other entity, you um, know, being Doctor Strange. Yeah, because
0: this has got this has got hints of no, uh, uh, uh one, more day. Yeah. one more day, brand new day. Yeah. Is what it's called?
1: And so um, it could have been. Again, I, it could also have been Kang. You know, is what I was thinking. But then Kang is not what you call a, a magical being.
0: No. Well, his science is so advanced, it could be magic. Right. But, well, I thought. Uh, and in this, Stephen Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme because he blipped. Yeah. It defaulted to uh, Wong. Wong. So he's the Sorcerer Supreme. So I guess Doctor Strange is, I don't know, just a, a, a resident sorcerer. Uh, although it seems to be his house. But some of the, the, again, that was with the, some of the humor in that was just a little too much between him and uh, Tom Holland because I really felt that in the first this thing opens right at the end of um uh far from home and with the you know with Jay Jonah Jameson saying oh Peter Parker's Spider-Man
1: was he supposed to be and Alex Jones?
0: Who's that who he's supposed to be? Jay
1: Jonah Jameson this version of Jay Jonah oh. Jameson it's like I was wondering if he's supposed to be more like Alex Jones and than, than Jay Jonah Jameson cuz I know
0: he always got more of a it's got more of a podcast or a TV show it doesn't really have a a, a, a magazine a newspaper but J.K. Simmons is always a delight whenever he's on screen. Uh, (laughs) uh, But the first, say, 20 minutes before he kind of goes to Doctor Strange to try to get this thing fixed and he's trying to deal with it, I was getting a really strong uh, Shia LaBeouf vibe from Holland because he was very manic and he was kind of stuttery and he was like all over the place. You know how Shia LaBeouf was in the first Transformers movies? I was getting that pretty bad. It, it calmed down after that, but I was like, "Oh, you got to dial this back. It's really too, uh, too much." And he's always been a little hyper, you know, when he's been when he's plays Peter Parker. But um, it's interesting that uh,
1: okay, but see, this, see, the thing is, and and I got to give Tom Holland props for that is. because the the reaction that he had there was the reaction that everybody has when they're a guest at somebody's house. They've used the bathroom and the toilet starts to overflow. No 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 no. You know, that's the way everybody is. And he didn't do that to I, the yeah, toilet, know, he did I, that to the universe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't I just it, I kinda can see that.
0: Well I never I never got that from the other films. It just seemed like that was the beginning of this, it started out that way. And you know, it, it's it's funny how they've jumped into they they've not given us an origin story of Spider Man, really. Because we never see Uncle Ben die, we just we just hear about it, and he's been kind of going off on his own until they never
1: said it was Uncle uh, Ben, even though his suitcase had Ben Parker's initials on it.
0: You know, it's got to be. I mean, who else is, I mean, uh, do do we, John? We're gonna spoil some big stuff in this. You sure you don't care? I don't care. Okay, the real his real origin kind of starts because May May dies in this. Is that May? And she gives him the, with great power comes great responsibility. With great
1: power must also Stage. come great responsibility.
0: Right. Right. So, so Matt, I don't, maybe Ben said that to him too, but we don't see that. And so we kind of get his origin here, because by the end it's reset. So that, well, if the, the...
1: And that's, that's what I was kind of saying earlier, how the Spider-Man movies have done his history almost backwards. Because... Absolutely,
0: they... It, yeah, they've taken three films to get him where he should have been in the first film. Right.
1: Movie. But, I mean, in, in the third film, it's the Civil War where, you know, of course, he's hooked up with Tony Stark and he's got all this tech and everything. And so the movies had him, you know, starting off with all this great tech. And then we finally get to this movie now where he's back to square one.
0: And that's the way it always should have been. I, I've never liked the introduction. I I understand that they had to bring him into Civil War somehow. And Tony doing it is seems logical, but I never liked the high tech spider suit that he had and all the access to all the stuff. You know, partner, Peter needs to be, you know, kind of on his own, making his own stuff, down on his luck, you know, kind of. And that's what we get at the end of this. We have, you know, sad Peter Parker who makes his own little costume and he's out there uh, swinging around doing. Street level friendly neighborhood Spider-Man what, stuff, which what is it made more which sense, is cool.
1: Would it have made more sense if he had had the wish be, I wish nobody had ever heard of Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker?
0: Well, and that's and that's <laughs> there there are some plot holes in this that I'm wondering because uh, the first one is, you know, the 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 idea is that these when he goes to do the spell and he keeps bugging Strange and then spell screws up and spell Strange contains it in some kind of little cube or something. So he says, that breaks out. That's going to ruin, you know, it'll destroy the universe. So all these other, that's when Doc Ock and the lizard and all the rest have slipped through. So they just show up and they're like, I don't remember how I got here. Last thing I remember, I was, I was died and I showed up. So it seems like they showed up at their death. So, and then Strange is going to send them all back, but they're like, well, if you send them back, they're just going to die. We can fix them. So that's his, you know, he feels, even though they're not his villains, he feels a certain amount of guilt. Like, hey, if I can fix these guys... And they go back, they won't be these monsters. So that's a big bulk of the film. Well, and that happens. So my question is, when they go back, okay, does the goblin go back? He's cured of being the goblin. Does he still get impaled on the glider at the end of the first film? Does Doc Ock still drown in the river? I mean, if they go back at the time of their death, they're still going to die, even though they're no longer villains. Or Or does it kind of reset their whole history so that – when Doc Ock goes back, he's
1: The chip doesn't not. affect him.
0: Right. Uh, gob- and the goblin doesn't maybe doesn't take the formula, so uh, he doesn't go nuts. If that's the case, the net fixes is Harry, too. So if he doesn't die. Harry doesn't die. Right. You get no um, – so that's – again, we don't know because it's the multiverse. It can all happen. And also at the end when the spell works, so everybody forgets about – he said – the only way to make this work is for everybody to forget who you all, all together. So nobody needs to know who Peter Parker is. Everybody forgets it. They still remember, remember Spider Man, but they forget Peter Parker. So does that mean he doesn't have a social security card anymore? He doesn't have bank account. He doesn't have school records. Well, he, I mean, how he did, does he exist as a person? He
1: did something because he basically got his GED, which is one of the books you saw there in his apartment. Yeah,
0: yeah I saw that. So that
1: so he's he's rebuilding himself. Remember, nobody remembers Peter Parker but I'm, sur- I'm certain what that means is everybody remembers Spider-Man. And,
0: right. Yeah, they still remember Spider-Man because Jonah's still talking about it.
1: Right. Him. And so he could go to Foggy, uh, I'm sorry, Happy, and say, hey, I need a new identity. And Happy goes, I don't know who you are except Spider-Man. Yeah. He goes, but okay, let's get you set up or let's get S.H.I.E.L.D. to set you up or let's get Nick Fury to set you up. He's got, you know, I mean, as Spider-Man, he's got some cred. He can get help.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's fine. I just don't want him to get involved again with Shield and start having all the high tech stuff. I want a a really grounded, uh... friendly
1: neighborhood Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, it's similar to the first one. I thought when he fought the first film, when he fought the Vulture, there wasn't uh, there was some high tech stuff because he had the suit and all that. But but the Vulture was kind of a uh, you know a street level bad guy, and I think he shows up in the Mobius movie, doesn't he? Don't you see Michael? Uh, Keaton as the vulture in that film? Yeah. Or, is it, or, is it, or he's in the trailer, I think. He's in that film. So they're tying that together. And do we want to talk about Eddie Brock at the end of this film? <laughs> is, does he blip out? Does he go back to his universe at the end? Is that what's He happening went back away? to his
1: universe, but a piece of him stayed behind. A piece of Venom right. stayed right. behind.
0: So are we going to get a Venom, but just not Tom Hardy Venom?
1: You don't know. Because they could use Tom Hardy as another Eddie Brock. The Eddie Brock from that universe. That's
0: true. I guess he could be a, the Eddie Brock. Maybe this one is an actual, you know, well, he still was a reporter. Because they're not
1: uh, going to use Topher Grace.
0: Well, no, they're not going to use, I don't think Topher Grace will come back for it. But... We're real spoiling this for you, John, so I really hope you... <laughs>
2: That's all right.
0: Sometimes it makes you want to go see the film more, because you want to go see all this stuff. But the, the, the last half of this... Just saying, I mean, it's worth your price of admission just to see the three Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, and, work together. And we're to not going to tell you it. everything because there are some shocking moments we still haven't really said. You don't have to say anything, but yeah. but we know that they happened. Um, you know, it. So there's been so much discussion on the web, and social media, and other places, and of course, all this fake news. That they loved it. They're gonna make a, another Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield as the star. I don't believe any of it myself. I think that that would be a mistake anyway. You're you're lucky enough that they're able to do the the live action, you know, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, and then do the Miles Morales animated films, because they're gonna do another uh, Spider-Verse animated movie. Yeah, they'll
0: do that. But
1: I don't think that they can sustain multiple Spider-Man franchises beyond those
0: well they will they kind of they kind of name drop that uh, in this because at one point electrode goes oh there's got to be a black spider-man out there somewhere right <laughs> so that's that's name dropping miles morales so the he i think he will get a and maybe he has a standalone film or maybe he's introduced in the tom holland so well, they, they, they already resist. introduced
1: his uncle uh donald glover whose character eventually becomes a prowler in the comic books um you Even mentioned his nephew living in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, but the Prowler is in the comics. He's not related to Miles Morales. Yeah, he's his uncle. In the, I know in the in oh the, in the movie. In yeah. the, the, the Spider Verse. He was, but in the actual comics, he was. See, wasn't.
1: now I got to look that up. Right?
0: I don't think that's right. The actual comic they brought Miles Morales into Six One Six or whatever we're calling, whatever the Mar- Marvel Universe is called now. Um, so they could. I mean, they were smart. They would introduce him in a Tom Holland film. So that way, Tom Holland can do a handoff. So I don't know how many more he's got in his contract. So he can step out. I'm not Spider Man anymore. He can die or retire or whatever. And then you've got Miles Morales can take over the franchise because, you know, from what I've been hearing now, that because this movie has made, I think it's probably passed a billion dollars, this movie has got it over, it's made more money than all the Marvel movies have made this year. And that they're kind of, Sony's kind of got, because calling the shots out, they can kind of do what they want to do now that they really, they're really establishing their Spider-Verse, which they tried to do with Garfield. They're doing it this way, with Holland, because this was kind of a Sinister Six kind of film, you know, you had. Um, and I wonder, I don't know why, but when you see the Sandman, it is Thomas Hayden Church. But you don't
1: see him. He's all digital. Yeah, he wasn't. He never voice. he never came on set. He just did so voiceover work. It's in- him and uh, Rye Siphon's. Um, who, who's the lizard? They they actually didn't uh, do any actual uh, on camera work.
0: So those scenes we're seeing when Sandman reverts, that's a clips or lost yeah. or footage from. Okay, that's a shame because uh, he kind of stayed the Sandman the whole time. Um, yeah,
1: and that was yeah, easy for him yeah, to do that.
0: And I, and I gotta say, William Dafoe kind of steals the scenes, but he's in them. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, he, uh, he is great as the uh, as the Goblin, and um, you can see the crazy just working in his brain. Was, I think you'll like it. I think you will. It's 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 a little long. It doesn't really feel long. No. But it's packed with a lot of stuff. And uh, and I I don't know if it's just me or I, did they ever call Ned Leeds Ned Leeds in the other films? Ned Leeds. Ned. No. Oh, Ned
3: Leeds. oh, it's not Leeds. It was Lee. L-E-E? No. L-E-E. It was
1: Ned Leeds? No,
0: they kept, I swore. It was Leeds. I know, the whole time I thought they were calling him Ned Leeds.
3: No, it
1: was oh, Ned, Lee.
0: Ned Leeds. Um, oh. Ned Leeds? If it okay. says
1: Ned Leeds in the, in the movie credits here, let me look at, at yeah. the first one. It was always Ned Leeds. Okay.
3: Uh, that's
0: that's right. the first time watching this film and I realized they called him that. I thought he just called him Ned. And I thought he was like an analog of, was it Kong from the uh, Ultimate Universe? Or the Ultimate uh, line the big... Uh, kind of buddy of uh, Flash that would, kind of became friends of Parker. Uh,
1: no, they just named him as Ned in the first one. That's
0: what I thought. That's who I thought. Yeah. they never called him Ned Leeds, and then suddenly he's Ned Leeds this. I he... still
1: remember someone saying it was Ned Lee, not Ned Leeds, and that would make sense given his Asian background.
0: It would, it would, but it also makes sense because they they have a, a cameo from Betty Brant. Um, and why you know he doesn't need to be Ned Leeds. That's just taking a name that everybody knows from Spider-Man and dropping on some random character because, and they're all going to. Uh, why is Flash Thompson going to MIT? Why is Flash supposed to be the smart guy? No,
1: he's just got really, really rich parents.
0: Well, he wouldn't go to he wouldn't go to MIT. He's right. If he's a rich parents, he'd go to Harvard or Yale or something. He's not going to go to MIT. Hmm. But I thought I don't know. I thought that was a uh... uh, academic decathlon. You know.
1: But they, yeah, and, and, yeah. All the help from Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: And I will say this, I, I've never liked MJ, whatever the girl's Zendaya. name is. She wasn't even MJ. She was, uh, or the actress's name is. Zendaya. Um, yeah. I I didn't like her as, as Mary Jane. I didn't like her in the first film, the second film. She's tolerable in this one. She's not bad. She's kind of tar- toned down the snarkiness.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, is so. like the MJ that we knew in the comics was flighty. She was you know, in, in, in incredibly hot and vivacious. And she's supposed to be that girl that, you know, whenever she walks in the room, everybody stops to look at her. And Zendaya has that, but not with everybody. She's got definitely the younger crowd spellbound. but
0: I guess. Well, I think she's got Tom Holland spellbound. Yep. So I think they date. Yeah. Um, which is what Even they, though they, she's they, like three-four inches taller got, than him. She has such good chemistry because um, – really got to see Tom Holland because the, before the show opened up, so the Sony booth the night before the show, they had a press event and he, he just, uh, they had some special speaker and she, so she had to hang around while they're waiting on it. And she just walks right by her, goes up on stage and talks about Spider-Man and then walks back.
3: <laughs> right. so,
1: but all in all, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really, really good film. I'm surprised that it's got the legs that it has in the pandemic era. Um, that it's you know, it's looking at I don't I don't know if it's got endgame kind of money um going to it, you know, when it all said and done, but for whatever reason it is just killing into the box office. One point four billion dollars.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it's still it the number is, one movie is.
1: this weekend. Here we are, what, January 9th. And it's number one movie this weekend as well. So just wow.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna well, there's not, not a lot of other stuff out there. And I think the draw of Maguire and Garfield helps. Yep. And tremendous. It, that's the big draw. Now, do Let me ask you, uh, do you and- think that,
1: that this movie and the upcoming Doctor Strange movie are going to hurt the marketability of the Flash movie coming out this November? Because the Flash movie is apparently, you know, I mean, it's based off of Flashpoint, which No Way Home and Flashpoint kind of got some similarities, and that they're affecting yeah. the regular universe as you know it, and bringing in all these elements from different universes.
0: It's definitely the same because they've got Michael Keaton coming on as Batman,
1: uh, and Ben, ben Affleck man, is, is going to be there. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's what, just from some of the stuff I've been reading and watching, that they say that Hollywood's going to learn all the wrong lessons from Spider-Man because I heard they're going to bring Keaton onto uh Batgirl. uh bat girl bat girl Batgirl or bat batwoman girl. or whatever the TV- is it a movie, is it a movie or a tv, movie or a TV no, show no
1: it's i think it's going to be an hbo max tv show it's not going to be uh like a cw thing
0: it's not, the CW. it's not the cw show that's out no
1: no that's batwoman okay
0: batwoman, batwoman okay but, but that's you know that's and again the, they sometimes they will they'll find out what they if think works, what works and they would just, they would just flood everything. everything with we're going to uh, bring in all the old uh, you know uh, I mean, Flash did it, actually, when you think about it, because they brought in uh, John Wesley Shipp yep. early. You know, he's been, he was years ago, they brought him on as a different character, but that was fan service.
1: But, I mean, know. And it, You know, know, the thing and is, and the it, is, the Flash is the character that opened up the multiverse, with the Flash of two worlds. Well, so it made sense that, you know, they utilized his character to do that, and they did a great job in the TV show, and with their crisis on Infinite Earths, they've kind of already done what no Way Home did, and what the Flash movie down, down the road is planning on doing. But they did it on a TV um, well, scale, but they touched it with all the movies. I thought that was yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe with the Flashpoint film, they can get rid of Ezra Miller and get in the kid from the TV show, because I, I can't stand Ezra Miller as the Flash. Yeah, bring him in. Anybody, uh, I, I've only seen Ezra Miller really, I guess, in The Flash, and I've seen him in... Uh, uh, the Stand, the TV show.
1: Of, yeah, The Crimes of Grindelwald. He's in the Harry... Not the Harry Potter movies, but the Fantastic yes. Beasts movies. But
3: is he playing, uh, is he playing
1: he that? He plays... Uh, a young well,
3: kid who's a, a Cre- His name is Credence,
1: Credence, but I don't want to reveal too much because that would be spoiler area about his uh, character uh, because there's I, I, a, a long, no. deep story that uh, I'm still not sure where they're going with. And so when they come back, the next movie is The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah,
0: I saw, and, yeah, I saw, I saw a post for that.
1: Okay, so again we'll get back to that later but Ezra Miller's done a movie called perks of being a wallflower and um that of course also has oh, the gala place for Miney in the Harry Potter movies and it's a very uh, interesting movie um you know it's kind of like what would emo kids be doing today instead of being emo yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: but well, Ezra Miller'm well, sure he's, he's a good actor but he just the the character of the flash they had in portray was a little too much like uh, Beast Boy in Titans, the animated series.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he's a great, he's a good actor. It's either so it's either the parts of writing for him that I've seen him in, or it's the choices he's making that turn me off. I I thought his Flash portrayal was a little, uh, a little, you know, it was almost a little Peter parker and his uh, and his Trash Can Man portrayal in the stand was just an abomination. So, yeah, I I,
1: uh, I had no interest in that, never saw it. But that's, I, I that's, think he's yeah, a decent actor, and hopefully he we'll see what if he can carry a movie. But he,
0: yeah, maybe he needs to play Beast Boy instead of the Flash.
1: Yeah, Chris is sitting there going, "No, he likes uh, the guy that's playing him on Titans, the TV series right now.
3: He'd be good. he to be greedy.
1: <laughs> but I mean, Ezra Miller is getting up there in age <laughs> too. I mean, he's he's what coming up on thirty, and so maybe yeah,
0: yeah but he looks like he's he looks like he's twelve. So <laughs> he's like Holland. He looks like he could play you know 15 till he's in his 40s yeah
3: yeah he's, um, that's just i oof. mean I i had like in the Zack snyder's version of justice league he had he had some good moments along with the guy who played cyborg he did great Ray fisher yeah Ray fisher he did great and I'm, I'm just sad that they're getting rid of pretty much everyone in the dceu except apparently ezra miller uh they're getting rid of henry cavill yeah they're getting rid of uh ben, ben affleck. affleck which i wanted to see more of him and well, they're with, well, they're bringing Robert in Robert Pattinson.
0: Well, I thought it was that that was a completely standalone film. I it, had nothing to do with anything.
1: It's else. supposed to, but you know but, how these things go. And they're making a sequel to Joker now, so, which I'm not surprised. But I mean, they're oh,
0: that—that's uh, that, a surprise. Anybody that movie made too much money, but I don't—I don't need to see that. I saw that film once, and that was enough for me. Um, I don't need to see another. But talking about the Robert Patterson they've come up with the Lego sets. And I bought the small one of the Batmobile. But they've got a giant Techniques version of the Batmobile that's probably about 18 inches long. Yeah, and it has actual lighter bricks for the engine and the fire in the you back. You want to hear
1: insane? 750
0: bucks, but it's nice.
1: You want to hear insane? Guess what my wife just bought for herself, not for us. Oh but my for god! For herself. You want to explain this
3: to him, Chris? So.
0: The Lego no. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 that would no. have
3: been cool. That would have been cool. That would have been that. That would have been understandable. But this one, it, it, for him, it's not understandable. For me, I understand it oh so completely. Um, my my mother and I have been looking around, and we've just been going around seeing what collectibles are out, what could be worth money in the future. And we're talking like Play Arts, Hot Toys, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and she was like, you know, I like these Hot Toys a lot. One of my favorites, personally, for me, is the Arkham Knight uh, Batman Beyond uh, figure that they've got, which was awesome. It's like, what? Uh, How much was it? It was like $283. Yeah, I mean, these are not your typical action
1: figures or... or These are
3: supposed to be for collectors. And there's only a limited run. What did she buy? She bought the Tumblr from the Christian Bale movies. Now... This thing is, is the size huge. of a coffee table. Yeah,
0: I've seen a big one. It's
1: huge. And I'm like, where are we going to? I mean, does it drive? For the amount of money it's going to cost her, it should ru- it should <laughs> drive. It should bring me drinks. It should, you know, do something. <laughs> it, was $6. it should fight crime. $30. Um, I'm just,
3: yeah. But it, if we had talks, a good payment not. plan on it. It's low interest. We were like, okay, we're, we ought to just do oh, it. Oh, you can set, you set up like, a payment plan? What? Don't tell me that. You can set up a payment plan. Yep. <laughs>
2: and
3: and so she's she was like, you know what? I really oh, want this. Look. It was either this or that, like two foot tall, three hundred dollar Godzilla. And I was like, dear lord, woman. <laughs> I don't know. My, you know, the thing is, when I met Beth, she had
1: no interest in anything, comic book, superhero, uh, sci-fi, fantasy, anything like that. She's a very straightforward person. Yeah, aliens. She did like aliens, but. Yeah, you know, she just didn't have any interest in all that, and now she's got bigger collections than I have, except for comic books. But I mean, it's it's I, I've created a monster here. Well,
0: that's, that's <laughs> and, what, If I was gonna spend a, a drop a ton of money, they've got the new. When I saw this at Christmas when I got my new computer, they have the new uh, Walker AT-18, oh, yeah. but it's the big version. It's about nine hundred dollars, but it's almost it's to scale with the mini. They have things. one at Nebraska enormous.
3: Furniture Mart, and
1: I just looked at it, and I'm like oh yeah.
3: it, mm, what is it?
1: no no no
3: no <laughs> what
1: was it it was an 80s yeah. star wars uh walker
3: oh i i actually saw the newest lego one that they dropped it was it's like yeah, the yeah. legacy yeah. Something. it's I'm like two hundred dollars no not even it's three hundred yeah, yeah it's like i don't know a foot two feet tall and it comes with what five thousand are we supposed to
1: be making more money in this world or did I just like transfer over to an alternate world where even though I'm supposed to be making good money, I'm poor? I I, I don't get it. <laughs>
0: well, well, it's like the, the the big Millennium Falcon. It's about eight thousand pieces. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, that's, oh about my $800, God. that's about eight hundred dollar. That's about eight hundred dollar set. But the thing about Legos are they'll go out of print, and then you can you can make some money on those because they will once they stop making them, the price I think I to
1: just hire the guy that did that fire demon guy from. Uh, demon slayer we should get that you know get him to make stuff for us moving forward i I wanted chris
0: do you ever if you're into hot toys do you watch what is it their youtube uh heel versus babyface. you know what i'm talking about there's a show called neurotic that uh it's gary i can't remember his last time he's moving to texas he may be in texas by now he moved from california he does a kind of a show he talks about comics and stuff but he has a guy that comes on his show that he's British and he does a show called Heel versus Babyface and his name is Az and he talks about hot toys with uh, Robert Meyer Burnett if you know who that is. He does he's got a YouTube show that he's a big star. He works in the industry but he's a big Star Trek guy uh, and he does Rob observations and they do a show where they talk about hot toys and all the new you know because they're I don't know how they afford all that stuff but they're always picking up the latest. Figure
3: or whatever it is. No, I mean, I I've always like known that the Hot Toys were there. I just never purchased one because of the obscene prices. Wait,
1: what what is that Nightwing one that we got, or the Robin one? Uh, those are Play X Kai. Play X Kai. Okay.
3: Those ones are completely different, but those are nice figures as well. It's just you can, they're not the type of quality that Hot Toys is. Yeah. But they're still cool, really large figures that are real poseable and they're really nice, but, I mean, the thing is, with some of those hot toys, like, I want a nice Arkham Knight hot toy, because that's my favorite video game, but trying to buy one and find one is, it's not even funny. It's $400 for the, like, the Batman that you get at 240% in the game, which is just giving you a black Batman with a yellow symbol.
2: Hmm.
0: That's, um, uh, you guys watching the, uh, what's it on Halo, the Halo, is that Apple or is that, uh, that's Halo, the Halo series is coming out. Uh, I have interest in it. Is that prime? Is that prime? Uh, I've seen ads for it. I can't remember what it's on. It's on Paramount Plus. coming out though. Plus. Oh, Paramount Plus. That's right. Yeah. Cause I, I caught up on my Star Trek discovery and we were trying to catch all of Yellowstone, but then I can't watch the last season. So, um. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: well, yeah. Well, well, I think we we talked two we hours over this what up, we're yeah. going to
1: talk an hour. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But So, I think overall, Spider-Man's a thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Uh Ghostbusters seems like it's a thumbs up for you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Mortal Kombat and the Hawkeye, uh, Resident Evil are movie, a no. Are thumbs down. Yeah. Big thumbs down.
0: Yeah. And the the, the Matrix, and you know, I they said it was funny to see Carrie Ann Moss and. Keanu Reeves running around, and he's got the same John Wick hair uh, beard. And it's like it's like the, Keanu Reeves is like this is my look. Well, if you want to hire me for your movie, this is how I'm gonna look. I'm like, gonna They, they my do terms. the
1: the you know shave him down and remove him from uh, remove him from the Matrix thing again. Um, and with um, Keanu Reeves with all of his hair shaved off, you finally see the age. Yeah. You yeah. really see the age, Maybe. especially in his neck. Maybe. And um, but you know beyond that, you know yeah, he's just got the John Wick look um i mean you know the thing is it's not a bad movie it's just nothing new and you know it gives you you know the the existential more than the, the the actual stuff and unfortunately hugo weaving could not get time in his schedule to come in because he wanted to be in there he wanted to be involved in it. he liked the script and yeah, uh-huh. as a result his involvement you know what they did in the script you know what they, they didn't change anything they still used agent smith but you know, it just didn't come out, you know, right for us. Was
0: like a new version. Well, it's like Mobius. He's it's a different guy. Yeah. It's Morpheus. Not, uh, it's not. It's not Fisher. Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus. Um. Um. It's not. Um, Actor. I can't think of his name now. Lars uh, Fishburne. Fishburne. You think? Cause he's in the Wick films. You think he would uh, either of us? She doesn't want to do it.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what happened there. It's probably scheduling as well. Yeah. And fighting against the, the pandemic because all, all the the movie productions you know marvel like marvel movies they actually put in their production budget room for reshoots and having to delay because of the pandemic and not every other movie does that so it you know it's harder to get other movies made and get everybody well, i'm involved. sure they
0: can't yeah they can't yeah, it's like when I do estimates, I can't. You know, their their sales are always asking me how to like pad a little bit. You know, I said, well, I can't estimate for mistakes. Not for what I do, I can't estimate foul-ups. And so, okay, well, you're you're gonna cut this board five times, so I gotta estimate put extra material in. I can't do that because otherwise you'd never sell anything. But I can see with films, you know, you'd have to work in some kind of a but some not, kind of a padding.
1: I'm not gonna say that Matrix Resurrections is a bad film, because. It's got a lot of really cool things in it. It just, again, was nothing new. And
0: I think not needed is 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 the, what I hear around. Yeah. It's like it didn't need to be made.
1: Yeah, but you know, again, it, if you got time to burn, you you could watch it and not walk away feeling like you, you know, a free lunch would still fill you up, you know.
0: Yeah, that's what I hear a lot of times. The time. it's stuff that comes streaming, it's like if you can watch it for free, go ahead, but don't pay. Exactly. Yeah,
1: that's that's the what I'd say. But, you know, I'll yeah. say this one one last thing on, on Spider-Man No Way Home. It's given me greater appreciation for the Garfield movies and especially that one moment where, you know, the the Garfield Spider-Man makes his save and you yeah. can see on his face every emotion that he's feeling. And Andrew Garfield definitely did a, a fantastic job of bringing all that to life. And it, it you know, it. it hit me in the feels in a great way.
3: I think if he was given a better script yeah, if he, for, for the amazing Spider-Man movies, he could have been our best Spider-Man. Right. But he just wasn't given a good chance due to bad writing.
1: Exactly. But they, they were in such a rush to, to make those new Spider-Man movies. I mean, they were, what, weeks from starting to film Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi, and then all of a sudden they said, forget it. We're changing course. We're going to do a new one, and they did the origin all over again. That right there ticked me off. That they had to do the origin well, all that's over again. Well, everybody. Should, that's they that's should have just.
0: I think that's what they
1: continued on. But they wanted to do yeah. more, you know, Osborne stuff, and yeah, they 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 could have avoided all that. Well, I'm just, well that's why I'm
0: interested in to see what Rami does with uh,
1: Multiverse of Madness.
0: The, the Multiverse of Madness. If they, you know, if they let him kind of do his thing without a lot of interference, the like way he did with Spider-Man Three uh so that would be we should be seeing some kind of some crazy stuff
1: yep well hey i think uh we've covered everything john did you have anything that you wanted to throw in add subtract multiply on us here
2: no i mean this just makes me look forward to seeing the spider-man movie and seeing the the trio of spider-men uh it looks really cool exciting i mean i've enjoyed all of those films uh, for what they had to offer in their own ways, so this will be great to, to to see it. And you know, I've been enjoying Tom Holland as Spider-Man and Peter Parker, so I think this will be great. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to see it on one of these days soon. What
0: it, it's cool to also I'll say this to see the villains interact because uh, Otto knows who Norman Osborn is. He goes, "Oh, I know him." You know, they, they're they're aware of each other in that world and Temporary they were scientists yeah. before they became. Villain. So, and Alfred Molina I say is very good in it. They've done a good job of kind of de aging him, and he has a pretty good arc in it.
3: Yeah, Chris, you you want to say something? Yeah. Uh, I just want to know what y'all uh, y'all's thoughts were. Uh, well, mostly Tim's because he's seen the movie. What your thoughts were on that new suit at the very end of the movie, and how he basically has nothing.
0: Classic. It's classic, and that, that's a, that I've said before. That's a uh, that's a costume that you can tweak. But you don't monkey with it too much because you don't need to. My only quibble with that suit is the blue is too shiny. It needs to be a little more matte. It was almost like satin or like a uh, a silk or something. It, it needs to be a little more, a little probably a darker blue uh, and not quite so did, shiny. Did It remind but, you of
1: the Nicholas I, Hammond Spider-Man costume.
0: Well, even that was just that was just like that wasn't even shiny at all. That was like a,
1: a lycra or spandex.
0: That was like yeah, or, or probably well they have lycra back then. It was probably a Something like that. I mean, Speaking uh, of Nicholas,
1: did they, have they him wanted in to, there? but they, no, a they they wanted to, but they couldn't figure out how to write him in. I mean, our, oh. with, and he was willing to do it too, because he's acting still.
2: Uh, I mean, that would have figured it out. They just didn't want to. There was a way. I mean, they could have had been, him yeah. retired or Grandpa Spider-Man or something. Okay, do you I mean, remember
1: any of Spider-Man's villains in the TV series other than the Spider Clone?
2: They were. They
0: were. He didn't have any. He had like chinese gangs and he had russian gangs yeah. and he had just criminals. i mean I'm that's not. fine but he could have he could have uh i mean you could have played it for laughs and had him walk in there go oh wait a minute no you're you're way too old you know you sit out you know you can hang out here in the lab
2: but uh, they, they could have figured out something even like they did in the uh, crisis on infinite earth cw stuff where you know they had even burt ward just do a, a cameo i mean it would
1: have been nice.
0: Uh, and did, I they think... really?
1: did they really? Did Bert Ward? Yeah, coming? he's walking the dog. Yep. He's he wearing in a the... red and
2: yellow outfit.
0: Yeah, he's wearing sort. the Robin so.
1: colors. He's walking the dog. because you know Bert Ward is a like an animal activist, um, dog oh, yeah. rescue kind of thing. And so yeah, that was. The... Oops! You knocked over my Batmobile. It's okay.
0: Well, yeah. if there's a multiverse, if they do this multiverse thing, maybe they can bring in because you could if you did him as a cameo, it would really be a deep dive because a lot of people wouldn't recognize him.
2: And but, that's fine.
0: It's but yeah, too it, bad. It would have been. Well, Crisis on Infinite Earths had it. a
1: lot of those deep pulls, like Robert Wall from Batman '89 in there. You know, oh, go you get him, him big guy, or you know.
3: Uh, Kevin Conroy.
1: Kevin, well, Kevin Conroy. William. No, everybody. I mean, all the regular fans know Kevin Conroy.
0: Yeah, but they mostly know him from his voice. But it's like it'd be like having Peter Cullen. Well, in in the,
1: in like, the Crisis on guy? Infinite Earths, he played old Batman that had killed Superman.
0: Yeah, and he gets he gets then he get killed by Bet Woman that or one,
1: yeah.
0: something. Um, well, Nicholas Hammond could play if if he may be too old, but he could play Uncle Ben in like a flashback. But he's probably too old for
1: Marissa. Yeah, definitely to play, too old for Marissa Tomei. I think, uh, I think the,
0: the best way they. Uh... Well, maybe she married
3: a right really old guy. You know. I think the best way that we've had uh, we've seen Uncle Ben in the past years was how they did it in Into the Spider-Verse where he showed up for a quick minute saying with great power comes great responsibility like he usually does. But it was not, not more for than maybe 10 seconds. And it basically just gave us, you know, a small look into the origin story because pretty much everyone knows it. So
0: Yeah, you don't need uh, Uncle Ben down yeah,
3: yeah, a lot. Yeah. You don't, he doesn't need to have a lot of screen yeah. time. I mean, so <laughs> it made sense of how they did it. And I, I enjoyed it. And I think that's one of the better uh spider-man movies we've got out there but you know it's just it, it is i just wish it,
0: it had followed the peter parker the kind of pot-belly peter parker which i think is the our peter parker i'm not i'm not a big miles morales fan because he's just a spider-man to me um you know peter parker, chris has so, been uh...
1: playing the, the game the miles morales game and it's it's definitely a movie feature with action scenes that you get to play in the game And it's really a compelling story. The
3: thing is, with the way Miles is, is he is not supposed to be your Spider-Man. He's not supposed to be Peter Parker. No, no, that's fine. If he's somebody else's
0: Spider-Man, that's cool. The
3: the thing is, the the way I think of it is uh, Peter Parker is New York's Spider-Man, while uh, Miles is more of a, I guess, Harlem and Brooklyn's Spider-Man, because that's where he came from. And that, well, Spider-Man is Roy really queen yeah, Queens. Yeah, I mean that's Peter Parker. He's a Queens kid. Yeah, but he's been protecting um, all of New York for years. But true, it, boy, true, then again, true, true, you've true, true. you've got the Spider-Man PS4 game, which I thought was a masterpiece, personally. Uh, have any of y'all played it? I know my dad hasn't. But. No, I haven't. I don't. I
0: don't. All I like on his Xbox stuff. But maybe we'll get a Spider-Man 2099 Miguel. Herrera. Yeah, his name? Yeah. Miguel. Maybe we'll get him. That would be cool. I like that. I like that run on that book. I like.
3: Uh, I was. That's a cool costume. I always thought that he was an interesting character. And they did do a, a, a game with him and Peter in it. Uh, Shattered Dimensions came out yeah. Yeah. quite a while ago. I always thought that game was pretty interesting. But
0: well, you could play, well, play play him as uh, on my Nintendo, my N64. I've got the Spider-Man game, and and you can unlock that costume and play. Uh, as that kind of death's head, kind of red and blue costume. I always
3: liked it whenever he had the cape on, the like the little web cape. Oh, the, webbing. Oh, the little webbing cape, yeah. I yeah. thought that was awesome, but uh, there's nothing we can really do there. Okay, Dad. why have Nicholas Hammond?
1: I was though. just trying to show you what he looks like today. He yeah. He's healthy enough, he could probably yeah. Yeah. stand. Yeah, and then and they could just CG him doing all the spider stuff. <laughs> that's that's just, what they do for everybody else.
0: Uh, well he could have he he could be there as a consultant he doesn't have to do the physical yeah. stuff he could be there as like a science advisor or something to help them with their problem you know because maybe he's been doing it longer so he's got more experience yeah he doesn't have to go do all the web swinging and stuff like that sure so
1: true
3: so my Still. biggest question for y'all besides
1: his webs would be these huge ropes
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah my, my <laughs> biggest question for y'all really here is um through uh, my dad recently just got done finishing uh all of those spider-man movies with me we had watched them a little while ago and my question for him was who has your favorite suit my personally other than uh tom's most recent suit was always uh the amazing spider-man 2's uh suit i always thought that the big eyes the symbol the nice uh just the frame of it looked great but i want to know y'all guys' opinion all
0: right I like Toby's suit because it's the most accurate, except I don't like the large dimensional webbing. If that was just taken off and it was more of a silkscreen so that the webbing, his webbing looks like it's about a quarter inch rubber all around it. If that was gone and it was just the black webbing as either silkscreened on or like similar to the Amazing Spider-Man suit, that's the suit for me because that's the most accurate to... Uh, I've never really liked Tom Holland suits ever because they're always the high-tech ones.
1: That or, last one, though, looks really good. Looks original. Uh,
0: the last one at the end, yeah, that looks like a traditional Spider-Man suit other than being too shiny because uh, they always kind of monkey with uh, his uh, logo on the chest or on the back. You know, I don't I like the big... I like the real simplified, fat, round spider with the legs on the back, not the... I think Garthold has... His looks more like it's got these really long legs that kind of come down don't they
3: uh it, it looks a lot if the more i looked at it it looked a lot like toby's does just a little bit thinner
0: yeah yeah i like the big eyes i mean that was uh, and i did like when they were doing the eyes his his eyes changing when hollow would do it because they would have his you know because Ditko would always draw it that way his eyes would narrow or you know obviously it's not really happening because they're scrim- lenses. they're lenses but um, it was to give the emotion that's you know
3: but yeah, it was, I, I always liked um, either that one, but uh, I like the upgraded suit. I thought that one was great.
1: Hmm.
0: And the black suit, you know, I, I like to see him in a black suit. Not the Venom suit, but just a black. Oh, I, night I, I, night I monkey. Night monkey,
1: you know, I, I, I love the night uh, monkey outfit. Yeah. And so every time I hear night monkey or sea monkey, I, I see night monkey. I'm just like, cool, night monkey. And Chris doesn't <laughs> understand my love for it. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. But I think he's just struck by the name. And so therefore he's not a big no, fan Ricky. of it.
3: it. No, I, I well, thought the... it was just hilarious, but it, it's it's it was just n- not great for me. My my big problem though here is if they do en- when they're doing another Spider-Man movie, are they just gonna change the suit halfway through? Because I like the, this current suit. Yeah. And they've been doing that the past couple of movies. You never know. But you know the the one well, costume. Well,
0: it's all about selling selling toys and figures and that kind of thing
1: Right. the know. one costume so. that i want to see him in and i expect to see him in within the next few years in, in either the spider-man movies or a fantastic four movie is the one where he's in the fantastic four outfit with the paper bag like the unknown comic <laughs> you, you the kick me, me sign on, on the back, the back. <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> that the ball in the back <laughs> that, that, that would be hilarious that would be six. funny that, that's
0: and you know i've never seen that so many cosplays that you think that's a Perfect, they just
1: started using as uh, skins in the games.
3: Yeah, no, it's oh, really. been in there for oh, a really. while, but if you play a Spider-Man PS4 game or the remaster, either one, you will find it as a free skin for you to play with. But it doesn't have the kick-me sign. Yeah. It doesn't have the kick-me yeah. sign, and his feet and hands aren't exposed.
1: But And the costume is I, a little bit more updated Fantastic Four costume. Yeah, yeah. But it's still I got see, the bag I over see his head. Guy, yeah. What?
0: I see that guy, guy dressed as kind of from... Uh, his amazing Spider Man in the 30s. It's the one where Goblin's got him and his costume is ripped. You can kind of see his street clothes are ripped. You can kind of see uh, his costume underneath. Uh, somebody dressed like that, where he's got a white shirt <laughs> on and jeans and glasses, but he's got his the shirt's kind of ripped. You can see his costume underneath and he's got a black eye. So that was a, um, those those are, I, I appreciate those kind of creative costumes like that. But.
3: Mm.
0: Well, guys, I think we can wrap this yeah. up. I think we've kept everybody longer. Than we should have. <laughs> well, that we expected. I just want to thank, but, uh... Well, it's okay. You know, we're, we're long-winded. People that listen to our show
1: know that, yeah. so... Uh, we'll be having a, a regular episode of Third Degree Burn coming up soon. Have no idea what we're going to talk about, but it should be fun. And also, this year, we're going to be doing uh, several episodes of c- coverage of George Perez's work, uh, which I'm looking forward to. So, uh... <laughs> Keep an eye out for that, and uh, we'll have new episodes coming up uh, sooner rather than later. Anybody want to tell them how they can reach us on email?
0: They can email us at gotagetburned@gmail.com. They can message us on Facebook at a third degree burn. We get a lot of our feedback there. Uh, that's really all we do. Well, we don't have we don't really have a Twitter. We don't have uh, we're not on Instagram. Uh, email really is open. good, or you can leave us an iTunes review. We haven't had I haven't checked lately, but. Our offer still stands every four or five star review you give us, you get to pick the book we will cover. So give us a good review. You can call the shots.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. All righty. Well, thank you for joining us on this show and thank you, Christopher, for coming to join us. We had fun having yeah. you.
3: No problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was great always welcome. Here.
1: And maybe, maybe we can get him to come on to a regular show to give an artist point of view as he is learning the craft. Um, You know, maybe he can, you know, give a a a third-party objective assessment of the artwork. Uh, We'll see. I'll I'll make him read a book here or there. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll be back soon for Tim Elliott and John Hyatt and Chris Hughes. My name is Brian Hughes. Y'all have a great week. Who is Spider-Man? He's a criminal. That's who he is. A vigilante. A public menace.